0: Thank you.
1: Court. I am your Honorable Judge. Rainy Rebels? Along with me, as always, is Zach Squatter. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you went with, Zach Squatter? <laughs> that's your WWE name. I right. you license Ezekiel Sublet. All right, that's fine. And my other uh, partner here in the Fame court, Lee Big Manie Albert. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Lee Big Manie,
2: Albert? I made both of you guys on 2K18 in the last You years. have the best entrance. All right. Now, I'm pretty, I'm solid with mine, but you have the best. It, it, yeah?
1: It literally breaks the Xbox to run the amount of pyro in your entrance. <laughs> yeah, it gets real slow. I mean, if I'm making an entrance, I'm gonna have pyro. All right, to be fair to the listeners out there, Zeke's uh, re- animation is No Way Jose. But he is also dressed as if he is a king from King Arthur's court, and he is Zachary Justice Squire. That makes sense. And his cape also says, Don't be a do nothing bitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: now, your that whole should.
2: all the way down the ramp, it's all No Way Jose. Until the very, very end, you get the Bo Dallas fucking thumbs up oh, right at man. the end. It's good. Oh man. I have to see this. you the recording, don't yeah, you? I have it on my phone. All right. <laughs> we gotta tweet this shit because our three followers. Mine... <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine's not as good, but I enjoyed it.
1: Did I tell you guys what I what I made my uh, Sims character as?
2: Oh, no. Oh, Let's oh, hear it.
1: So I got into Sims recently. I'm like four, <laughs> 14 years late to the to the game.
2: Which Sims though? Real quick.
1: I don't know. It's just the one that was on. It came up as a recommendation. On my you know, head. one of the
2: ones where they make woohoo. Yeah. Oh, on your phone? Yeah. Oh, I have that too. I haven't played it yet, though. Oh, it's fine. Anyway, so, continue. my character looks like Dev Patel, and I named him Balls Roosevelt. <laughs> Balls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, like yeah. you didn't even try. You just, like, yeah. drove around the city, and you're like, all right, that's a street name, and it's like he's that's a, a street name. He's an ECW, and he's Balls Mahoney. <laughs> oh. Balls
1: uh-huh. Roosevelt. That's just a sweet name. I've also been watching that show, The Alienist, and Teddy Roosevelt's a character in that, huh. so I'm, I'm like super into Roosevelt right now. Anyway, I have a fucking question.
2: Ooh! Already. All right, let's got this. Yep. I know
1: we're supposed to be talking about the NWO. I know that. I know you guys have a couple of nitros, and we're gonna talk about Hogwild. I know that but i have to ask a question i've been stewing on this for a couple of days now uh it's it's uh, i want to talk a little bit about current uh wwe wrestling because we are three weeks now away from wrestlemania
2: oh less than that i think less than that so uh it's is- april 8th april 8th. and right okay. now we're on april 18th we're on we're in march sorry march uh, 18th i apologize
1: <laughs> um, we we're, right. we're not past wrestlemania <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. um, time travelers we um there's a lot of stuff going on right
1: now the card I think right the wrestlemania card looks okay um to, to be fair to be fair it's, it looks okay uh but there is one thing that was announced You two were pretty quick to pounce on it um, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I watch a lot of, I I mean, I follow, you know, wrestling news uh, pretty regularly. Uh, This is, again, one of those things that, like, I don't know a whole lot about. So I wanted to ask you guys. Oh,
2: no. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's I just haven't brought works. this up yet.
1: We've been hanging out now for about three hours. We've been, we, you know, we've been doing brunch and drinking and all that stuff. And I haven't brought this up yet. And I, I, I intentionally wanted to get you guys hot on this topic, because I feel like a lot of people are talking about the current thing, but they're not talking about why it's a thing. So my question is, what the fuck is up with moolah, and why is this
2: such a big? Randy, per usual, I'll let you go first. I will ride your coattails.
1: It's it's the most tone-deaf thing they have done in a long time. As far as, with all the Me Too and um, bringing out to light a lot of sexual abusers and people who have taken advantage of people when they were in a position of power. Moolah was an early on female wrestler who on like the Carney circuit and like the lower level indies, uh, kind of got a bit of fame. And once she got there, used her ability to train other female wrestlers to keep them down. And until I believe the early nineties, if Mula trained you, she took a percentage of your pay. And that was just common practice. But also during the training period, she would send you out to other promoters, uh, Luna Vachon, uh, I believe Sherry Martel. Wendy Richter, and uh, Leila Nakai, and various other wrestlers. Yeah, there's and one more I can't name, but they set. She would set women up to be sent out to promotions to be raped by promoters and sexually assaulted. Or by pimped other out. More, more is a better I'll say she's term. Like a pimp. Yeah. And yeah, they would pay her to set up these encounters. Oh. And it's the main reason why you had the Mae Young Classic, even though Mae Young didn't do shit in the WWE in the eighties. Moolah was the champion for. About 10 years. Years, years. And was involved in the first WWE screw job at, I think it's WrestleMania 2, where she holds down uh, Rock and Robin or Wendy Richter. That was two, the name I was looking for, Rock and Robin. She's Spider Lady. Um, but it's it's a completely tone deaf move. I mean, they've done a good, pretty good job of whitewashing the Ultimate Warriors, saying uh, queering doesn't work oh. and that the people in Katrina uh, asked for it oh, by God. being poor. And all that stuff. Warrior said that?
2: Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, Warrior's not a great person. They've done a pretty good job of whitewashing
1: a lot of people who said deplorable shit, but yet people like Xbox, who have been clean about addictions and various harassment things and being molested as a kid and coming clean about it and trying to be advocates for it and helping people, are kind of blackballed and they don't go in the Hall of Fame and they don't, they rarely get on TV. You never get to hear the name Sean Waltman. Uh, China, who fell in a little bit of hard times and also had mental problems, who does adult consensual movies, is also blackball. So, China, who never set anyone up to be sexually assaulted while they were underage, mm-hmm. doesn't get to have the Royal Rumble named after her, even though she's a much more positive influence for females all over the world.
2: She was also the first woman in the Royal Rumble ever. She should have had something named after her. Yeah. But we have Fabius Mullah, who literally had women get sent out to be Sexually assaulted and raped, at her financial benefit, she's getting something, or she had Would've. something named after her for yeah, a total they've of two since, weeks. They have since removed the name. Yes, and is now the because WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Shit, wow! Twitter blew the fuck. Up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you I feel right like now, you guys were like the
1: first to like jump on that. Like, within ten seconds, I was pissed. Yeah. If
2: you if you look at it now, uh, WWE has since then deleted the initial tweet. Um, yeah, Stephanie R- McMahon has now embraced the hashtag uh, change the name. Oh, good for her. Good and good for her. has now stated that due to, uh, I think, I don't remember what the exact tweet was, but it was like, oh, due to overwhelming response. Yeah. No, yeah. she, I, you've made your voice heard. That's what, it, yeah, that's what But it also,
1: I mean, she's the same person who I think negotiated the deal with Susan G. Komen, one of the most evil cancer organizations in the world. Stephanie yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Steph <laughs> Steph McMahon is the Ivanka Trump of fucking wrestling like she
2: does she does I mean I gotta give her credit she does a lot of good yeah, but at the but, same time like what the fuck yeah she does alleged good alleged yeah on paper <laughs> <laughs> it looks on paper and PR it looks great but in reality yeah. sometimes also for our two listeners that will not be the first
1: Trump reference that I do <laughs> in this uh, pod so if you're a Trump fan just tune out now hi Miko as one of the Puerto Ricans and also uh, <laughs> a male <laughs> who uh, <laughs> is very empathetic to the struggles of women as someone who has very, very, very many female friends yeah. and is a lot closer to them than most of his male friends. And the Except two, us. And the two male friends he's in the room with now Ooh. are also a lot closer to female friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's gross. I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not... I, I honestly didn't know about the Moolah shit. I knew that there was some shady shit. Because that's, that's the dangerous position of having one company own the history of American wrestling. Yeah. yeah that's have They
2: have, a, they have is, a lot of revisionist history. To be
1: fair, you can say whatever you want about Meltzer and him having a, a thing out and giving, you know, better fucking arbitrary star ratings to Japan. And in general, just being down on the WWE. He is important. In a way to not let WWE whitewash this bullshit, and be the person who says Warrior said horrible thing about gay people and black people, fucking Mula set up women to be assaulted and raped and all of this stuff. And Jimmy Snuka, uh, he's dead now. I don't know if slander exists anymore, he but he totally killed someone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so oh, he. Uh, he I, totally I, there's totally a, there. a reason why Tamina doesn't have the name Snuka yeah. at the end of her name so, anymore. It is
1: important on that, in Fabe. WWE not get away with whitewashing the history of wrestling. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm glad I, I asked this question of because honestly, coming our way. Um, <laughs> I obviously I am the 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 layman, if you will, when it comes to the wrestling and stuff. Like I'm the casual observer. I, I I don't know a lot of the deep backstory and stuff. And that was why I wanted to ask you guys this question because I follow the news. People are talking about it. But all they're really saying is people are pissed. Moolah is in the title. So we're going to remove the title. But I think a lot of people don't realize why. Yeah. But maybe they do, but they're not talking about it. it. I don't know. It's a a Google
2: search, but at the same time, not a lot of people are going to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, But like, I want, I want to like, get this out there. Like, this is why Moolah sucks. This is why we should not celebrate. uh, To be fair, never convicted of anything. But it's the same thing if fucking 15 people said you did something. It's, you probably did
2: something. As far as I know, the only thing I've ever seen is Moolah is the only one who has denied it. But there's been several people who have said that she has done this.
1: Well, I mean, the, her, her, the guy she was married to, I can't think of his name for now, is apparently the guy who helped her set all this stuff up. So everything points to, even if it's not as bad as everyone said, something went on that's totally not fine. So it's kind of like the Trump administration. <laughs> Again, that's not going to be the last time I bring that up.
2: And Mika. <laughs> oh, can you believe they're getting divorced? Uh, yeah, I can. Wait, wait, what? Uh, Trump Jr.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was like, I have not been paying attention. <laughs> the one who used to go on uh, Obi and Anthony all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. That's right, I'm a pest.
2: We, we, we mentioned ECW earlier. I got to witness uh, Tommy Dreamer um, second time I've got to see him wrestle live along with, uh, little Guido for the first time and, uh, Steven Richards, that fucking dude has still got it. Holy shit. Richards, Richards? Steven Richards, Richards. Oh, holy so
1: shit. Yeah. That's as a, a, a recent adoptee of DDP yoga as a, a daily exercise.
2: Now, he I he's on there all the time. When I, when I saw him walk into the building, cause I was, I was helping with the event. I'm not going to talk about the promotion. It doesn't matter, but I was helping with the event and he's he's in great shape. He you know. walked in the building, I was like, holy shit, like, that's not what I remembered. Brian Freer, you're right, Ben sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chaotic I'm, wrestling, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. One of my favorite stories is getting won't to, to the Dallas Page. And,
1: yeah, he's the dudes. I mean, I would say as someone who is a ginger, which he is, <laughs> yeah, he and needs to wear more sunscreen. <laughs> um, but, have, you, have you done yeah, his yeah. yoga? I've done, a, I've done, like, you know, the 3 o'clock in the morning.
2: His videos are so funny because he's like, I know you're screaming at me right now. I'm like, yeah. you're right, DDP. Yeah. The best thing about it I is... I keep telling my mom and dad to do it. The great. best thing, he's
1: like, I know your abs are killing you. Your core is on fire. He goes, but that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And I'm like,
2: yeah. <laughs> Embrace the gimmick.
1: And then the best part is, like, I did the Fat Burner uh, 2.0 whatever the other day. And he goes, those who know know. Because he, like, he won't even say he was a wrestler. He's just like, those who know, know. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of a guy who was left off of Hogwild 96.
2: (laughs) Uh, Not happy about that. Not happy about that at all. I didn't notice it until, like, after Uh, I went through everything. I was like, wait a second. Where is he? I would say it was very noticeable. As he has been, like, a standout heel character. Well, hold on.
1: He was not technically left out of Hogwild, he was part of the motorcycle train, yeah, yeah. and he had his classic "look at the camera." <laughs> nope, as I said, we were making fun of that as the whole I said time. then last night. You can't smoke a cigar while riding a motorcycle. No, That's it's incredible. impossible. There's no way to keep that. Did thing you lit.
2: notice that little montage at the very end? It was just a chick's ass, and that was it. So it was all like homoerotic through the whole thing, and then oh. lady ass, and that was the end. There just was, to cover it up WCW
1: in the mid 90s is the most homoerotic thing oh yeah
2: yeah I watched that as a kid <laughs> yeah.
1: what yeah, that explains a lot of his no it his doesn't
2: I have a girlfriend thank you hi <laughs> hey, April I'm you're looking very beautiful today
1: <laughs> I'm very attracted to you right now <laughs>
2: yes I hate my friends <laughs> she has a
1: drawn on mustache <laughs>
2: This is all getting edited. So, natural transition from that conversation. Ben, what happened on Nitro? <laughs> Alright, so heading into NWO month three. We're on Monday Nitro on uh, August 8th of 96. Um, it immediately starts them talking about uh, Bash of the Beach. We're one night removed at this point. Um, one thing I really want to point out is that shows outside need to happen more often, not just WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I will say that uh, uh, Savisco and Shibani look like they are ready to...
2: Do the commentary for a PGA match, (laughs) not so much a wrestling match. It's casual Friday on a Monday, sir.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Also, I have a question because I've never seen the back of Tony's head.
2: It doesn't exist.
1: Does he have a mullet? Kind (gasps) of.
2: It's like Eric Bischoff's hair, but longer. So a mullet i mean it's not like, it's not like scott <laughs> steiner level
1: I don't but it's also not like you know 50's it's like what writer strong had in boy meets world oh deep yeah,
2: there that, yeah <laughs> nice reference <laughs>
1: all right well like, i thought like the open of that nitro the to me the the main thing of note is that tony shavania has a flirtation when he says sarly
0: ladies and gentlemen
1: we are one day removed well, one of the most shocking
2: one of the most startling one so it's of the like when that LA reporter was like aberration aber, aber, that's one thing i wanted to point out now keep in mind like going through these these nitro's recaps i'm just i'm just doing nwo um but one thing i really want to point out is within minutes of watching this i had already found my fan of the month um and it's our it's our neck brace wheelchair guy yeah he's on hard cam slightly to the right his wife is nuts through the whole thing Pretty sure the whole row was people in wheelchairs, but you'll Literally know them. Everyone
1: <laughs> in the row has some sort of ailment.
2: Now, oh yeah, they're all on their they're they're on their way.
1: I will say that the runner up for fan of the month is Homeboy with the genie puppet, because <laughs> 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 they are at Disney Studio like they're on the Disney lot. Yeah, and dude just has a, a, a you know genie from Aladdin. See, like here's the thing, and and. You're right. I honestly strong. thought when you were like, "I'm gonna pick a fan of the month," like that's gonna be the fan. I was like, "Oh!" The second I saw, it, I was like that's Ben's fan of the month.
2: But then I saw the strong, the, strong the, candidate. However, <laughs> however, there's a certain level of commitment that comes family. into going there in a wheelchair and a neck brace. Yeah. There was <laughs> like, a, there there's was several a, issues going the on. The
1: whole month, though, there was a certain amount of genetic nightmares.
2: I'm not going to lie. I thought Hyde Wild was like, for sure, I was going to find that person. Front row but no. of, that,
1: of that fucking Nitro looks like
2: the waiting room of an ER. <laughs> it's just like so, a whole bunch of nonsense. I also want to point out the fact that the uh, that the Nasty Boys look like Ninja, Tur- Ninja yep. Turtle villains.
1: I, so I have this written down and because I, I want to prove to you that you and I, Nasty Boys looked like a meth Out bebop and rocksteady.
2: I'm all of my notes from here on, from the moment I wrote that and there on, I just write bebop and rocksteady when referring to them. So
1: So on this, uh, as we're at the beginning of this Nitro, I actually I went back and watched the second time because one thing kept popping up again again and again and again and again and again. And by the end of the first match in this Nitro, um. Malenko and Ray. By the end of the Malenko and Ray match, which we'll get into a little bit more. Unmanly
2: was said six times. That many times during a cruiserweight match? It was even said- That's a rude.
0: word.: An act of total unmanliness that I'm never gonna waste my time commenting on right now. The
1: most unmanly act of unmanliness. <laughs>
2: What the fuck does that... <laughs> does that follow the rules of double negatives? Like- <laughs> I
1: think so. Well, that's, like, the, I thought the, the funniest part, and also slightly weird, was when they're talking about Hogan during the Guerrero psychosis match.
0: True love never dies, they say. Uh, what about the love of the fans? Does that ever die, Larry? Do they Ash- sign prenuptials? Ask Hulk Hogan that. I'm not even talking to him. It's very unmanly. I'm not even speaking about I'm it. I'm like the fans' love that they have for a man.
2: Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody notice that during Psychosis in Guerrero as well, they um, they had a little on the on the corner of the screen. They had a little Mysterio promo package about his disappointment with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But ninety percent of it was cut out with the fact that they didn't put the audio in time. It was just commentary talking over him. And also that jalapenos keep Mexicans wrestling.
0: Guerrero's out. Come on. One and two and he's not out. He looked out. This is the type of competition that has made the cruiserweight division. What is keeping this kid going? One of the most exciting in our sport. I don't know, but boy, he popped up that time, didn't he? Jalapenos? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. That—that that was said on national television. Like, oh, I can't wait to take. Yeah. I can't wait to take the racism of this industry. To
2: so, come out. Like so be- <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, oh are we getting there
1: as long as NWO is taken I feel like that's going to take uh, we're going to have to invest a year of our
2: life of podcasting to that fucking ooh, yeah so Ugh. so throughout the night um, especially with again we're one night removed from uh, Bash of the Beach there's a lot and I mean a lot of promos that are just it's just Hogan talk Just d- dis- like disappointment of Hogan um, unmanly acts of unmanliness yeah we have Gene yeah. with the Dungeon of Doom they're talking about Hogan's turn um, also, what Gimo the Har- fuck
1: with the Dungeon of Doom? It's terrible. What is that dude? What's his name? The dude with the fucking... Kevin uh, uh, Sullivan. The, sh- yeah. the short guy. The, with the, 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 the Shockmaster, Light- or whatever his name is. No. Uh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. That dude looks like a grandpa who showed up at an you know, orgy.
2: You know a woman from The Four Horsemen, right? Yeah, married him at the time. That, yeah, that's, that's his wife uh, at the who time. Who
1: would later go on to be killed by Chris Benoit.
2: And also be his wife. So. Oh, her? Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> like, the dude literally looks like a grandpa at a nude beach. But
1: to defend Sullivan, <laughs> like, what the when fuck? he was like in FCW in Florida in the early 80s and 70s and stuff, people were legitimately scared of this little motherfucker
2: from Fitchburg, Mass. Oh. Because they legitimately thought he worshipped Satan. What I what I thought was really cool. Now, granted, we have a lot of like really random promos against Hulk Hogan, um, but the Dungeon of Dooms actually made sense because um, they hated Taskmaster was actually upset because Hulk Hogan destroyed Hulkamania yeah, before instead could- instead of him.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but also at the same time, Giant reminds everybody that he's the uh, heavyweight champion because they, we all forgot all of us. I think that's they
1: they downplayed it because they have a heel. Heel, I mean, like in a finger quotation marks. As far as he's a heel before all this stuff happens, but once Hogan turns, he should be faced. But it's like, like they're a, at the end of the month, they're building to a heel heel match. Yeah, and he was literally the Brock Lesnar of like the crowd. Is <laughs> just, just, everyone's just weird on like I don't know,
2: like I hate both these people. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, but I thought it was like it was a great concept. It was the heel is mad that he didn't get to destroy the face, and now the face is a heel. I thought it was great. Um, and then I okay. just also want to point out, again, uh, Bebop and Rux that they have the best song ever. Yeah. I, I just can't get over it.
1: Other than, I mean, it's a really unremarkable nitro, though. Other than, like, at the end of the show, Hall and Nash try to, like, recruit Mean Gene to the NWO.
2: Yeah, I mean, Bischoff isn't even there. Um, uh, he wasn't even able to make the main event of Bash the Beach, but not only that, um, one thing I, I noticed, and we'll we'll see this a little bit more of this, is that uh, Nasty Boys actually don't see anything wrong with Hulk Hogan's actions. Um, again, foreshadowing a little yeah. bit. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to well, that. That's like a D story, though, throughout the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to go on to that later. Um, I have a couple notes with uh, a couple matches, but they don't really matter. I don't care.
1: Are any of them about how um, Sting and everyone are still obsessed with people sticking it? and the latent homosexuality in all of WCW at this time. No, Where you but get horny Gene and horny Macho talking about like- And last <laughs> but, we're gonna but tell not least, to
0: sick. put the cherry on the top, all those little kids, you told them to stick it. No,
1: you stick it, Hulk. You
0: stick it. That is very strong. By the way, as fate would have it, these two men and their partner last night Lex Luger got knocked out early in the action, so the two of you had to go against the Outsiders. Bacho Man Randy Savage, you were very close with Hulk Hogan as I was. You were part of the Mega Powers. And if anybody got it stuck up or stuck to, well, stuck to him, you got, pretty really got it stuck to you. I get a message for Hollywood Hogan. What I wanna tell ya, and what I wanna to do to you. I can't say you're
2: on television expression. No, but I actually oh. forgot about this until I'm reading it in my notes. Um, but now I'm seeing it clear as day. Um during uh where is it during Flare versus Powers? Um, there's this one guy in the bottom right hand corner in the in the fans. I forgot what happens, somebody does not move or something, and the guy Turns around, stares at the hard camera, smiles, and just gives a thumbs up. And I called him Toasty Guy because he came from the bottom left hand corner of the screen. Um, but that's that's that was the another runner up for Fan of the Month because yeah, it was that, very funny.
1: That was right around when he was like, uh, "Everyone should be happy. We're at Disney,"
2: <laughs> and it like <laughs> it just worked out so yeah. well. Whether it was a plant or not, great.
1: Yeah, I was I was I was noticing as we're talking about the Nasty Boys versus the Steiners, the Steiners. At this point in time, look like the last people you want to meet during pledge week.
2: (laughs) Well, they're still wearing their pencils and
1: sharpies. Yeah,
2: we're going back to that.
1: (laughs) 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 But they have respect for each other. They have respect for each other, and they wanted to make sure that in case you missed it the first seven times, they have respect for each other. (laughs) What?
2: <laughs> oh, geez, <laughs> I, I hate my life. What the um, fuck was
1: that promo? Oh my god.
2: So we're bouncing, we're bouncing pretty everywhere right now.
1: Yeah. Wait, because um,
2: before, cause before we move
1: it, on this, from this that, such a weird fucking time.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to point out the fucking toasty guy, but you guys okay. went out.
1: Before we move on from that, Teddy Long looks like Reginald Val Johnson from Family Brothers*. Oh, totally. Yeah, he's so bad. Oh man. <laughs> um. I don't remember what match this happened, but because mostly I've been I've been watching these because
2: it's all it's all pretty much dog shit. Well, they all take it's, place at Disney for the whole month. Yeah, the whole month is basically charged with bad booking.
1: And I, I, I wrote down the jalapenos
2: little bit, which you,
1: which you which you mentioned earlier, Randy. But did anybody else catch? I forget. I again, I don't remember which one said it. Mark Furman reference the the when human bodies get sweaty, they sweat.
2: <laughs> I didn't ca- I caught that. I didn't write it down, but I caught that. It was very funny. What the actual fuck? Oh, uh, I don't know. There's there's a few like there's one that I caught earlier. Wait, I met brought it to Randy last sorry, night. I don't sweat. know if he heard it, but um oh, what the fuck? So, right after the, the Flair Powers match, we have a uh, gene with the Horseman, another uh anti Hulk Hogan thing where uh, yeah. Arn says that Hulk's actions made him want him to puke. You're supposed to stand for something. Um, but I thought it was very funny is that during that whole thing, Flair is wandering off to get uh, champagne for everybody that is like yeah. in the at the hard cam, which I thought was really really funny as well. Um,
1: I also really liked when the nasty voice said, "With
0: a big message, a big message that says change
1: is inevitable. We've got to change." Change is.
2: Inevitable,
1: inevitable, <laughs> inevitable. <laughs> inevitable. <laughs>
2: it's like me trying to talk right now.
1: <laughs> well, like we have had a lot of uh, Downey Cider. That's our sponsor today, unofficial. Unofficial so far.
2: Yeah, we, we so were. Far. Yeah, we were I'm there like, today. They were. Right. They were great. I'm gonna wear those motherfuckers down to get them to sponsor. The <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> they were real
1: nice to us. <laughs> Before moving on from the first episode of Nitro for the month, we have another instance of oh, Kevin, I have plenty more. Of Don't Kevin worry. Nash owning newspaper subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where what, he brings up Mark Furman. Exactly during the OJ you know, trial. Hulk built
0: professional wrestling. And these people can't even appreciate that. He and I can. Next week, the third member of the new order will be here. Hulk Hogan will be at Nitro. And we'll see what these people have to do. We'll see what the, the WCW, what the big boys are going to put up against us. Because last night, I don't know about you, big boy, but. Uh, I felt like Mike, uh, Mark Furman at the... At uh, the, the, the OJ Apollo. trial? No, at the Apollo. I mean, geez, come on. The people were rough on us. They had reason to be rough on you, and I'll tell you what, right. man... Do you really
1: think, fucking Kevin... Like, Kevin Nash is always the smartest person in the room at any given point in time in his <laughs> entire career. Yeah, someone actually got a degree while he played basketball at Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love... i with Quads, though. <laughs> Look, as a uh, you guys know me well, as you look around our, our studio here, you, you can see I'm a huge balls fan. So Kevin Nash, as a volunteer, I'm a big fan of. But, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Annika, you Mark make Furman. Oh, Annika yeah. was my favorite. You make a fucking To Kill a Mockingbird reference. You make a fucking Mind Kampf reference. You start talking about Mark Furman. Like,
2: the... I don't mean
1: to like degrade wrestling fans at the time, but no one in WCW gave a shit about that. Yeah. To be fair, anyone who watched WCW who was from the south at that point just immediately thought the black guy did it. The black <laughs> guy did. It.
2: Yeah. Um. So before we, I'm talk.
1: also really proud of us because we're now we've been recording for at least 15 minutes, and this is the first time that someone's brought up a race joke. <laughs> Next
0: Nitro. Damn. 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 Oh, didi, didi. oh, didi. oh wow. We're
2: good. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll skip Oh, uh, yeah. There's nothing going on. I don't give a shit. This, All this right. is such a... It's such a fucking dog. shit. So, uh, July 15th of 96, since Randy wanted to progress us further, <laughs> we're at another outdoor show at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off with showing the leg drop footage from the Beach, which um, I don't recall. Zeke, how did you feel about that? <laughs> the leg drop? Mm. really. <laughs> no. I, How'd you I, feel about Hulk Hogan turning?
1: I told you all in the last podcast,
2: he didn't like the moment. I he didn't, didn't like, like the decision.
1: I didn't like his entrance. Everything else yep. was
2: super powerful. But, you, but yeah, okay, great. Um, Larry, I feel like, was uh, foreshadowing, saying that he thinks that the NW was recruiting and uh, will get bigger and better, uh, or which, just bigger and bigger as a whole, which, which inevitably it will. Be, it will. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we have Tony says that, um, Sting, Flair, Macho, and Giant aren't there, but Logan, I mean, but Logan, I read Luger and Hogan at the same time, um, but Luger is there and Hogan is expected to be there. This is by far the worst episode of Night Show. This one's really bad. I have a lot of notes and a lot of shitting on it, so I, I don't really need to go super far into it, but the one thing I really want to kind of point out um, kind of reiterating what Randy just said is that most of this episode is commentary talking about NWO disregarding every single match as it happens. This I, have is, a, I have
1: a bit on that. This I, is
2: the beginning of that.
1: Yeah. So as you both know, I watch a lot of news. Does anybody else, and it makes sense because if you think about who the owners, who the owner of these of these programs are, the way they cover... The what's happening in the in the promotion right now is the same way CNN covers anything.
2: This is CNN. Trump, Trump, <laughs> Trump, 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 Trump. Anything. NWO, Like, <laughs> I
1: see I, it. I yeah. can't be the only one who thinks this. Thinks this. If you watch these nitros and then flip over to CNN. It is covered in the same exact format. Yeah. It's the guess, same yeah. fucking thing. And this was this was fucking 20 some odd years ago. Well, yeah, it, another thing about... The, oh, go ahead, Randy. Well, i I'm mean, like, I got you off. They push, they push what they want you to care about. Yeah. One way or another. Because, I mean, you know, emotion creates ratings and responses. Right. So, they're just like, NWO. Like, do you, do you think they're fucking evil or are they right to try and take over whatever this terrible wrestling promotion is that you're <laughs> yeah. watching yeah it, it, I, I i like i couldn't help but it like, is notice that because you know my routine usually is i'll watch cn i mean i like cnn i don't i don't i'm not, I'm not bashing cnn
2: but like i have it to does say, get a little exhausting i'd have to say it's point. like it's bittersweet because yeah. you'd watch it at this point you'd be like what happened to the world but then you watch stuff from 20 odd years ago and you go oh it's always been like this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i do want to point out the glacier is taking far too long to get here
1: Ah, oh. we get new promos though where you see more of him.
2: i know but and
1: he's like he's doing really
2: bad karate outside of ice temple this is still prior to when i was watching so like we're getting dangerously close to when i i started watching Oh. Can we please just abandon this whole thing and
1: just start talking about Glacier? Uh, That's all I fucking care no. about. No. Well, oh, it's, it's, ha- it's coming. It's going to
2: get worse. You haven't experienced uh, him yet, have you, though? You have- no, but like, I'm so <laughs> intrigued.
1: I will say. am so on the edge of my seat. It's the most. Ex- I'm, I'm more excited for this than anything
2: else happening. In the I game. will I guarantee
1: right. that when you see Mortis, you will be like, this is good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but along I'm with so that, um, after a match, there's an altercation between fire and ice, and uh, Teddy Long tries to intervene. Um, but he gets pushed to the ground, which leads me to believe that at one point, one of them is going to have to go one one-on-one with, with the Undertaker. Undertaker. So. Can I say
1: that? <laughs> there's a missed opportunity with the Fire and Ice tag team, and considering that they call, um, what's his dick? The Iceman? The Ice Train. Oh, uh, Dimalenko. Dimalenko. They call Dimalenko the, the Iceman. Ice train and and the Train ice the like, there's, there's a missed opportunity there. I'm just, say- I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, they didn't know
2: what they were doing. Also,
1: I'm also just going to say, just because I'm watching this for the first time, Dean Malenko fucking rules. Oh, he's incredible. (sighs) He fucking rules. At one point- For anyone listening to this podcast who's like, Zeke doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and he's awful and I hate him on this pod, you're right. But also, I'm here to tell you that Dean Malenko- Malenko
2: is-
1: He's one of the cleanest in like every- he's like Regal where everything he does- is to be logical and sports like. I will also say that this whole fucking couple of weeks sucks because there is no regal. Um, Not until the very end, <laughs> and he doesn't get like anything of value.
2: You'll you'll see with Malenko, especially as we like we do other angles aside from NWO, and we go further on. Like even if we do anything that involves the radicals, Malenko is like a fine wine, dude. He just He's so he funny, gets dude. better with age. It, it it's true. Still
1: employed agent. Yep. Still an agent. Um. So I, I, I understand wrestling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wrestling talk.
1: <laughs> and, and, and like that's... <laughs> Sports
2: ball. <laughs> pretty,
1: that's pretty much all that happens on that Nitro. Like, I mean, Kevin Green shows up, which that I don't think that from my memory goes anywhere as the monster. Ah, uh,
2: No, bitching about Mongo. The only thing I
1: wrote down uh, was I, I didn't know while watching this that Scott Norton was one of only seven foreigners to hold the IWG, IWGP title, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. And yep. Billy Kidman looked like a fucking fifth grader. Fresh off the set of <laughs> Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> um, Ryder I, Strong comes out to wrestle. That people. was his debut, wasn't it, Billy Kidman? No, he'd been on like on he, He'd been on like a lot of Saturday nights. Yeah,
2: it was oh, his okay. Monday Nitro debut. His Monday um,
1: Nitro debut. Yeah,
2: yeah. Is this aside from WWE? Is because uh, he had a very, 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 very small stint. Have you? Ever, is this your first time with Billy Kidman?
1: Uh no, no I, I knew was, Billy Kidman like late. Yeah, like, late okay. Late, late like invasion yeah. yeah. Alright. Like okay. late, late, or late Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman um, most noticeable or most notable for marrying Tory Wilson. Yeah. And holy Play. shit, good for
2: that guy. Yeah.
1: A few moments later.
2: Um, Hall and Nash uh put the sheets over WCW and yeah. you know, provide their little takeover bit. Um Hogan kind of reiterates his words. They attacked Bubba at one point, um, even though they shook hands. Um, and then Hogan uh, puts out a challenge the entire locker room the entire locker room comes out and then they end the show does anybody
1: else <laughs> does anybody else think that Rick Steiner looks like a Cocker Spaniel with a scratch collar on when you know? he if it was around his ears it's, it's the, the, with, the, with the ear thing it's just in
2: his I don't know with the headphones you're wearing right fingers. now give you a little strap and you're uh yeah you're Steiner
1: yeah, Better
2: eyes man
1: a voice for I got a voice for radio Zeke does radio. have a lot more of a body type of uh, Rick Steiner like the of legs and arms I do not <laughs> have the body type of a Steiner
2: you piece of shit so would you rather Is Z- of the,
1: the dog face gremlin <laughs> dude
2: he's <laughs> getting so mad <laughs> I wish the you guys ste- could see his Steiners face are fat I have lost oh. a lot of there weight. There is like 4%
1: body fat in, in fucking the ghost of Scott Steiner. Like, okay,
2: they are round. All right. So, guys. I uh, have lost so much weight, you <laughs> asshole. Stop fat shaming, Randy. But can't all be perfect like you. All right, so. Uh, I have a 32 waist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. You ass. All right. I'm 32 years old. My abs are starting to poke out. Zeke, continue to drink your Downy cider. You dick. (laughs) So, uh. Fuck you!
0: of WCW Monday Nitro, live and only on TN-
1: You guys wanted me to keep track on the uh, racist commentary jokes. Ugh. And, You're, uh, You're way better
2: at that than we are.
1: Conan
0: comes ...go out. behind by the Mexican heavyweight champion, Conan. He was the first man in history to hold simultaneously the Mexican heavyweight title and the United States heavyweight title. And you know, Conan, uh, I hear a lot of rumors talking this guy. He's hungry to get that U.S. title back because... Uh, he may have trouble uh, getting back in this country without it.
1: After the match, we get a green card jump. Your winner
0: is Conan, the
1: Mexican heavyweight champion.
0: Gets a bite at the, uh, at the VIP horseman table here as he walks on towards the locker room area. What, is he stealing food? I don't think well. Does he have a green card?
1: <laughs> and then again, for the 50,000th time since we started watching, Sting really wants Hogan to stick it. They love sticking. it. I have a reach around joke somewhere. Oh, that came in there. <laughs> of course that's, you did. Let's talk about
0: Yeah. All right, let's stop. We are back in the production area. This is master control, and there you see the outsiders are here. Hey Well, they're in the control room now. Hold on, what do we got here? What does oh, that do? What's oh! Oh! Fade to black. Woo! Fade Wait a the- second. That oh, have about that cheap TV. <laughs> Wait, a they are Program. We need to get security. They could completely cut us off the air right now. they're not touch my microphone. Well they don't they can catch it from in there, Larry. Better get a house on wheels. Better get a house on wheels. Won't be around here long. This is preposterous. Hey look, they got an eight track, with the match is still keep it going. I cannot believe what I'm seeing, fans. Well how they get how'd they get in there? It's right. the I don't know, but hey, we man. need to get security back there right now. Hey. Do they realize security. the security no. realize they can hey, take us security. off the air? Yeah, here. Security, security. Hey. announcer sets up. There's suede Leather, There's Mitchell. It's, it's no, no. 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 That's no. Security. Come on! Come on! Come on! Shut up. He's hey, security out there. Hey, ground control to Major Tom. Hey, come on. Tell him to pan the crowd. Pan the crowd, man. We're looking for somebody. Hey, yeah, guys. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. get him off the yeah. crowd. On, don't, touch, don't touch me. I'll sue you, okay? Cut. I'll come come sue on. you. Yeah. Hit the door. That's where We're We're going going. We don't want any trouble. Let's we'll okay. get your oh, thank goodness security has arrived. Get him out of there. I'll sue you and everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for what we have seen here. No, man. We're not As you yeah. can see, what's going on. Back on the crowd, Most ring fans, wrestling action. Let's get back to the ring here. We're trying to do a show. Oh, don't do okay. oh, yeah, a lot. We're trying to do a show. Come on. Let's go, go. It's always you. Yeah. Come on, easy, guys. Oh. No need for you. All right, everybody divide every trailer for two pot two. pies and
2: mountain dew. Every every party has a pooper. Oh, right. uh, However, I do want to point out um First NWO promo. Yes, that along with the fact that Larry coins the term. New World Odor months in the ring, and as we found out last week in the control center, has been under
0: attack unmercifully from these men of the New World Order. But what it shows me, Tony, is the New World Odor. They're very well calculated, they're picking their spots, they're busting into control trucks where little skinny now, guys who can't. Defend
2: I want themselves. everybody to be prepared to hear this. For the next two and a half years, because as he says this, he gets a harder erection than Michael Coles does when he says it's boss time when Sasha comes out. It is unreal how often he says this. Tony Schiavone
1: is a very unfortunate slip of the tongue.
2: Mm.
1: I was waiting when for this. He, uh, he says well, at the Cincinnati. It wasn't
0: too long to do on this program. They picked their shot with Lex Luger when all the tough superstars were in Japan, and then this past week. We were in Cincinnati at the River Cunt Front Coliseum for World Championship
2: Cincinnati. wrestling River Cunt Casino. No no no. You have to remember, he says River Cunt front. He goes, <laughs> River cunt front <laughs> Real quick. He caught himself, tried to revamp, should've started the sentence over.
1: Yeah, and that's that's when they go into the attack of Sting where they isolate him from Luger outside of I think it they either say it was a house show or like they ca- or ca- yeah, they call the him on a cell phone. Yeah. To to lure him away. He gets attacked. uh, And then, you know, throughout the night, they they question more of Flair's alliances. The most notable (laughs) thing of the entire (laughs) Raw is... Raw? um, Yeah. During the entire new I mean, it's it's WWE, I guess. Is that, you know, you get Team WCW, which now apparently officially is Luger Sting and and, uh, Macho. Versus the Horsemen, but uh, Flair this time. Uh, as last week, he wasn't there when he was advertised, so they're trying to, you know, push maybe Flair is switching teams as a long-time heel. Uh, during the match, you get Jimmy Hart jumping on the ring apron, screaming, "But well, you need to come backstage. The outsiders are here." Okay, he said the outsiders were back. The there.
0: Who was where? He said the the cameraman is going to the back. Apparently the and Jimmy Hart's up on the apron of the ring. Jimmy Hart is up on the apron of the ring, and this is not a Dungeon of Doom ploy. Yeah, this is not the place for a Dungeon of Doom. It. This is serious business here. Look at him. What's he doing? He's going berserk. He's trying to stop this match. He's trying to get anybody he can to help, and he's got the attention of Lex Luger. going to get out of there. They're gonna nail him. Get out of there, Jimmy. He said, we need help. Where are they going? Come on, let's Luger stick. Wait a minute. We go to the back. On Anderson down. There they are. They got baseball oh, bats. For- the coward jerks. That's Marcus Bagwell. A minute, all the all, everybody's left the ring here, and there's Rey Mysterio. Hey, he dove up. What? That's Rey Mysterio. There's wow. the cruiserweight wow. champion Rey Mysterio. Wow. Oh no, hey. oh, they, head first into the trailer in the back. <laughs> threw him like he was a dart. Ryan Anderson, man. the first man we saw down. All six wrestlers have left the ring,
1: and then for the next two and a half segments of Nitro, uh, they talk about this attack, which is. Very famous in wrestling lore is this is when Rey Mysterio jumps out of a random trailer onto Kevin Nash and gets lawn darted into the side of the ring. They beat up Scotty Riggs with a bat. Arn Anderson is down holding his shoulder and neck. Uh, you have know, Bagwell down. And then the big story of fans in the area of Orlando and fans of WCW calling and saying there's an attack going on. Yeah. And they James literally call the cops. Yeah. And then this goes on for the end of that break.
2: It was like holding up production, too. They come back the entire
1: next break is coverage of the attack with pretty much no commentary. They go to break again, come back, finally get a match in the ring, but throughout all of this, you have Rey Mysterio saying there was actually four of them who attacked us and not three. And then you also get fucking... (laughs) again with the, the racist commentary stuff in the middle of it, while Ray is clearly speaking English, he gets a no, 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 no. Saying, I don't understand Spanish. Hurry,
0: man! It's yeah. Yeah. It's hurry! Yeah. hurry. Alex, come the report. Report. There's no four. Hey, Ray! What do you mean by What do you mean by There's no four, man. Hogan in the outside. Okay, get oh, him in the ambulance. Please, come on. Home. What's what? he talking They're about? Just... There's the. There's will swing. Eddie! I'm right
2: here, please. Hey! There we're four guys, man. You gotta let him go. Why There's the four. What are you talking about? Get some room, guys. Get some room, room. room, guys. Just take right. care of him, alright? Just take care
0: okay. of him. We've okay. got a fourth man, apparently, and. And it could be anybody. It could be someone standing back there. No, wait, but the guy's talking Spanish. I, I don't know what I'm hearing. <laughs>
1: what a
2: dick. Oh, Keenan
1: says uh, he's not going to stay around because if they can't guarantee his security with his bad neck, this the way he sees aren't holding his neck, he's not going to stay there. And while all this is going down because they don't have monitors because they're at the entranceway to Disney, the crowd chants bullet. Guys, I'm
0: going to need a little help here if you don't mind. Eric, I I tell you what, buddy, these wheels are falling off here. Can we go back and take a look once again, maybe, at what's going on back there? I think we need to. I mean, as as horrible as these things look, Eric, we need to. As as you can see, and unfortunately, the crowd around is, I guess, fortunately for them, they didn't see what happened back here, and most of them can't see what's going on here. That
1: is the big moment of the entire month, which was overall very
2: boring. This
1: was a hard five weeks. In that time, Zeke got to be enlightened on the scariest move in the history of wrestling. Ooh, yeah, I did. The Steiner yeah. the Steiner how, screw. How'd
2: you feel about that fucking thing?
1: I, I still don't know. And I don't fucking look
2: like him. <laughs> Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. Don't worry about it.
1: I don't look like either of them, asshole. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how they haven't killed somebody with that it's it it takes your breath away in all the wrong ways. Yeah. It's it's literally like you go and you wanna have like a good clean shit and you end up with diarrhea. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck just happened? It's I don't know, roll with it. He's dropping a 250-pound man on his head and catching them with his, just his thighs. Yeah. How has he not broken a neck with that? I it's yeah, like I don't get it. I think he did it on Owen Hart. There there's somewhere there on an unreleased WWF DVD. There's a Steiner Brothers versus Bretton Owen.
2: It's like In thinking they're eating like avocado well,
1: on But it's wasabi. It's like <laughs> thinking I'm gonna come up with a whole bunch of analogies. Some of these are gonna work, some
2: of these aren't. It's like I don't fucking look like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so mad at you for that, you asshole. <laughs> what I thought was really funny, and Kilmer. I maybe, the, <laughs> maybe the meanest thing you've ever said, you piece of shit human. Oh, yeah, and you even said the Fat Val Camera thing, and that was the meanest thing you've ever said. I
1: accept Fat Bell Camera <laughs> because he played Batman one time.
2: Um, but he wasn't fat.
1: And I'm not either, you <laughs> dick.
2: Uh, they also attack uh, Booty Man. Um, even though Booty Man is in, in real life, like in, in shoot Hulk Hogan's best friend, uh, Bruce Beefcake.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so Dizzy Hogan. <laughs> this was his name in the 70s. They actually make note of that, that they're best friends. Uh, Beefcake shakes his hands, and then Hogan orders the Outsiders to attack him. Um, and he says that he doesn't mix friendship with business. Um, but along with that... Um, <laughs> Randy and I talked about it this morning... Sting and Luger have had enough. They uh they tell uh, Craig Leathers to stop playing the the NWO advertisements uh, and that they're not playing garbage on air anymore.
0: Personal. Should you choose to make it personal,
2: hey, no problem. You know what the giant
0: wants, brother? To keep his belt not! Ready? Go. No, we're not talking about taking over anymore. No, not at all. We're talking about extermination. You know, Sting, Luger. Sometimes you meet guys that you dislike. And then sometimes you meet guys like you. You know something Sting Luger? You better get used to it because soon you guys are gonna be out of a job. It's a new! Uh, open the answer test, all right. I got uh,
1: Sting and Lex back here and they've asked me to stop this tape time. Okay, so all right Craig. Trying to get a camera back here. May want to fill just a second. All
0: right, are we going to Sting and Lex now? I mean, I can you know, tell us what we're just doing?
1: Just hang on, fill for me just a second. All right, well, thank goodness on. they stopped that tape. Ladies and Albert gentlemen, uh,
0: once again, we are in the midst of some crazy happenings here. And Mark, we apologize okay. for what happened. Yeah. As you can, you heard from uh, yeah, our Mark. director, Craig right, Leathers, we're we attempting to get a camera right now back it to didn't Sting didn't and Lex Luger. I, I, I guess wanna they want to respond to what's going on? Okay. We're just going to hang out and make sure. They're in the control room. I understand. I have no choice. They told me to stop the tape. Okay. I just—I had no sure choice. Guy. What kind of flag is there? It's a sorry. pay for announcement. I didn't mean to stop it, I mean, but I had no choice. They—they
1: they actually made this is about money
0: day. to you, isn't
1: it? No. What are you? Is, I, where's the um, NWO letters, I, letters on I, your shirt? I, I understand. I'm, I'll just That's hang, right hang out here for a while. I, I
0: understand. understand. Make sure that no trash goes on the air. I understand.
2: Immediately after Sting. ...tells Luger, <laughs> too. <laughs> it's such a great line. Sting then tells Luger.
0: <laughs> then tells Luger so, right. oh, we'll deal with sure. that tomorrow. So, tell, tell Master here. We'll go to break here for a second. Okay. Ready? Uh, here we go. Okay. To Atlanta in right. four... Standby, Master. Four. 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 Free three, pot three, pie at Mountain Dew in our trailer. Let's oh, go. Oh, really? It Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah.
2: Yeah. sounds great.
0: Free pot pie at
1: Mountain
0: Dew. Right over
2: here. Let's go get some free pot pie and Mountain Dew in his trailer. trailer? (laughs) And Luger goes, Luger goes, count me in. (laughs) Now, I'm all game for free Popeye Mountain Dew, but I'm not that excited about it
1: (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah. That's just priority. But, like, as a wrestler, shouldn't you care more about,
2: like, your physical fitness? That's a a carbon sugar intake issue.
1: By the way, there's no way Max Luger drinks Mountain Dew.
2: Literally. I'm having a hard time to believe they eat chicken pot pie, but that's just beyond me. He certainly
1: drinks too much alcohol, because he has (laughs) (laughs) All Alright, so we go from, other than one moment of very uneventful five weeks of Nitro, to... W-K-K-K-W Hog Wild 1996 there's a lot of white faces in that crowd oh a lot of them I feel like uh, products of incest I tell you, I there's a lot of me that really loved the fact that it was at Sturgis and it was outside and it's a different thing you to look were, at you were constantly reminded that they were in the Black Hills the Black Hills which was the only thing
2: black at that <laughs> except Harlem Heat <laughs>
1: except Harlem Heat um uh it was a amount of denim it, yeah it was fun but like we're all from we're we're, we're from new hampshire we we're have from a relatively similar area we have respect for bike weeks every year we deal with loud noises as we're trying to eat brunch
2: yeah we're but fucking, we're we're kind of really cool black people though so like what we are really that cool sounds defensive <laughs> i'm just saying we're really cool, black people. Is that what you just said? We are really cool with, oh. with. I missed the with off. that. that was <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: I mean, I was like, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to give me that title, I won't take
2: it away from you. But no, I don't deserve it. Um, <laughs> uh, god, no. oh me. my god. <laughs> <laughs> this. I hate my friends. This
1: venue was so on the nose. For wrestling fans of the time, it was it, it it's you can't help but laugh at
2: it. It's almost embarrassing to watch it now. Yeah.
1: It's they went so far north that they hit the South. <laughs> 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 there was literally Confederate flags waving during this. Uh every time someone who was not billed from America, even though like, they get it. They chant for Rey Mysterio. They they would chant USA during the Rey Mysterio and Dragon match.
2: Which doesn't make sense. Which doesn't make sense. Even though Mysterio is legitimately
1: from San Diego, right? But still, he but was he built at, at the, the time T1. he was built at Tier yeah. One, so it's just like, let's just not do anything to to let's just perpetuate the racism. Line. I just one thing uh, early on it was mentioned during Hogwild that I I didn't know Jushin Thunder Liker had a tumor. Yes. Yeah. I know that uh, chick. He had brain cancer, and within, I believe it's less than two months after he has it removed, he's wrestling. Wow. So, get there. You, Jushin Dong, because that, that, that they brought that up like earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, he's it, was, it was terrific. Within 10 so days good. of this pay per view, it's announced that he has a brain tumor. And this is after he's already invented um, like shooting star press and stuff like that. Yeah. He, he is the greatest junior heavyweight of all time, it's undeniable like Rey Mysterio is a close second but almost every high-flying move you enjoy was invented by this guy and he was also tough enough to in real life kick out from a brain tumor and continue to wrestle. So I mean we will see him before the end of this year is over wrestling in WCW against Rey Mysterio with a mask on that I think he could tie too tight because the scar in the back of his head was still so so, we get the opening match of the Ultimo Dragon versus Rey Mysterio, where you get the great line of, um, you know how I know they're both ugly. You're well, correct, well, Tony.
0: First of all, Mike, let me interject something here. Uh, when they took that mask off, the doctor came over and he, uh, he he gave his analysis of what he thought the situation was, he said the man was terminal- Okay, I tell you, we have to step out here, ladies and gentlemen, for our fans on up, turning pro at age of 14. Well, then you have to understand something, too. Rey Mysterio Jr. was just picked up like a yarn, a yard dart and thrown into the side of a building by uh, one of the outsiders. So I'm telling you, he's not 100% right now. No and good. not only that, are they quick? Are they fast? Are they good? Yes.
1: And they're also ugly, or they wouldn't hide their face. Uh, or if they weren't ugly, they wouldn't wear masks. Yeah. And then also, for apparently 35 pesos or for eight bucks, you can live great right in Mexico. ...property in Mexico that within a couple of years, the Japanese were actually begging him back. But don't forget something, Mike. If
0: You don't, you don't have to speak English in Mexico. If you got 35 pesos in your hand or eight bucks, you're pretty well going to live good. Oh, will you stop it? Uh, here's a whip to the far
1: side. Ultimo... I, have a, I have another question. Uh, it's not really uh, related to the wrestlers, but during the opening promo, is Mount Rushmore... The icon of democracy. It's a icon of democracy. I've always looked at Mount Rushmore as just a a, a project. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also bring a crazy horse. Oh yeah, they do. Mm, not cool. Anyway, sorry. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I just heard that and I thought it sounded weird. And... Well, yeah. I mean, they're, at this point, they're stretching to be like. You Again, know. it's on the nose. Like, they're trying to be so America. Like, yeah, oh, but they're oh, also oh. trying to be like, Dakota matters. Which it doesn't. I'm sorry, our <laughs> fans in Dakota. You don't matter. You don't matter because you First have... First of all, there's two of you. There's two of you, and you have way too many fucking electorates and delegates, and it's not fair considering how many people live there. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. So, figure your shit out, and then I'll have respect for you. <laughs> End of red. So it's Sturgis. It's a, <laughs> it's a really good overall, it's a really good match. Uh, you know, you get Ray, who does the insane dive of springboarding off the top rope over the raised ring area where the pads would be down to the actual gravel of whatever parking lot they're in. <clears throat> We also get of another, about fifteen feet. Yeah, we also get another uh, mysterious junior reference. Seriously, guys, it's Mysterio. <laughs> yes. Well, it's also the Ultimo Dragon, not the Ultimate Dragon. Right. Which that's pretty much. I think that's how David Penzer announces him right off the bat, which immediately pissed me off because the whole gimmick of the character of the Ultimo Dragon was supposed to be he was the last student of Bruce Lee. That's the whole gimmick of yeah. the Ultimo Dragon. Not the ultimate dragon.
2: I got a lot of, like,
1: anything you can do, I can do better with this match. Yeah, but it was awesome. Like, the way, you know, Mysterio does the big dive, then you get, uh, Dragon does the drop kick through the ropes, holds on, skins the cat, goes over the top, jumps on top of Ray, and then you get, you know, is back and forth, they both do a backflip off the top rope and land onto their feet. So, and this is the first time these two ever meet, and they will have tons of matches on Nitro. And other pay-per-views coming up. I think it was one of the better matches
2: on the on the whole card. Oh, yeah.
1: It's top two, at least. And then uh, by the end of it, you get Ray gets a uh, Frankensteiner blocked. Ends up doing the springboard finisher Frankensteiner for the 69 Sexy Pin win. So it's a really good opening match, which for two guys in masks who are from another country, again... The magic of Rey Mysterio at this time is he gets the crowd into his matches and cheering for him every time, consistently. Like, the crowd was very into this match after six minutes. And they popped pretty big for his win. Yeah, the USA chant was, like, almost just like a dick move. Because, like, he was over in this match, and now they're just like, we need to
2: chant USA just because. I think it's a dick chant, I mean, in literally any regards. Well, he did... I I do feel like on some level his
1: super awesome Spider Man gear of the red light and blue was because he was the face he's trying to on a subconscious level try to get them that way. Yeah. Which I mean, it worked. Again, it. it's just it goes back to like let's talk about Sturgis. It was yeah. What the fuck? It
2: was real bad. <laughs>
1: um. Also, so this match ends. And then we have a little bit of commentary by me and Gene Okerman. Yep. Okerland. What did I say? Okerman. O-Kerman. I said O-Kerman. Okerman. You didn't. No, you said Okerman. <laughs> uh, you look like Rick Steiner. I literally come and <laughs> fucking punch you right in the suckle. Um, what the fuck is Gene wearing?
2: <laughs> uh, he's wearing... <laughs> He's wearing what any gay man would wear at Burning Man. <laughs> he, he's a denim daddy right now. What the Just fuck, fuck is he wearing?
1: <laughs> I get that it's still sunlight and it's hot up there. But what the fuck? Are you? You're wearing a cut-off jean vest. What? I mean, even Dusty's... A denim hat? <laughs> Dusty's wearing basically a denim bathing suit. <laughs> this is like... Oh my god, it... You have a you have a guy who you're so used to seeing in a suit. <laughs> Do
2: you understand why I keep writing wild hogs?
1: <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's like seeing your dad naked for the first time. Like what? Ew! I don't like that. Am I the only one that that's happened to?
2: <laughs> My dad wasn't around. <laughs> so.
1: All right. That's the funniest part of the podcast to me.
2: <laughs> so we go from that... Mean me and Gene. Oker, Oker, Okerman. Lynn, Oker, Lynn. Oker, Oker, Oker... of time.
1: Oakridge Boys <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oak Ridge Boys.
1: We go from that to Ice Train versus Scott Norton in a uh, breakup... Tag team feud that so literally no one gives a shit about. It so didn't Norton,
2: involve The Undertaker, so I don't care. So,
1: <laughs> so yeah, pa- yeah. earlier on in the night, the giant attacks Ice Train his shoulders all taped up. Uh, pretty much Norton works it the entire time. Dusty tries to make this match interesting by getting really loud at points. Yeah. And eventually, Norton wins by ref stoppage in a Fujiwara arm bar. Yeah, it was stupid. And I believe that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Next! No, I mean, no, it's no disrespect to Scott whatever his fuck's name is, but it was a whatever. good... Whatever his tits. Yeah,
2: it was it just was just...
1: <laughs> <was a> <laughs> stupid match. It was bad. Alright, then we get the promo from earlier on in the night about Ric Flair talking about how he wants revenge for Arn from the attack where he was laid out mm-hmm. and that they've been up another road for 15 years. Uh, talk about the Buffalo Chip campground for if anyone who are out of the country. A Buffalo Chip is Buffalo Shits. <laughs> So, it was okay. very, very hard. It's the Buffalo shit campground Then we get also what me and Ben were obsessed with when we watched this, which was the $90 denim jacket Road Wild commemorative jackets.
2: I actually pleaded for us to find them.
1: $90. <laughs> Are they still $90? Like, is depreciation?
2: No, no. The, I, oh, oh, I'm no, sure no. they're 20 now. But I pleaded. The moment, the moment I saw them, I was like, we need to find our way to get our hands on $90. those.
1: $90 amazon it? that's that's a ridiculous I'm on one it. for any jacket not made out of eskimo skin i'm not gonna tell <laughs> you it i'm not gonna tell you what i paid for my winter coat this year Because can you though
2: no yeah, you just said you won't i won't but can you
1: i mean i can
2: there it is yeah i don't care if you do not. i just want to know i'm gonna, like, I'm gonna say it off off pod
1: well, we go to next, one of the hottest matches for the crowd, you know, because xenophobia. Uh, we have Medusa versus Bonacano in A Loser's Bike Gets Smashed, where you have the Honda of Bonacano versus the Harley of Medusa. Yeah. And, I mean, earlier in the month there was a funny joke of Sonny Ono would be really upset if the Honda got smashed because he owns 50,000 shares of Honda. Randy, I don't know if you know this, or I don't know if Ben, if I don't know if you know this either. But um, nunchucks means sledgehammer. What has she got in her hand? I don't know, but certainly it'll come into play in this one. Oh,
0: there you already. She got a nunchuck. She got a nunchuck. 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 Into the midsection. Boom! Hit her with a nunchuck. With what? A nunchuck. 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 Can't you understand? A nunchuck. nunchuck. What's that? Things on on a on a on a chain. Things on a chain. that that Bruce Lee beat up people with. Oh, and uh, things in a chain of keys. Balls are down by her hair. That sledgehammer to be used either on the Honda brought in by Bolnacano and Ono, or she was using nunchucks. She did not hit her with a sledgehammer. I'm talking about what's to come after this match. Would you settle down here a little bit? Well, nunchucks in Japan, Japanese means sledgehammer. Oh, it does.
1: Yes, it does. I speak it fluently. Nice move. Real nice move. It's also the thing you put your keys on. (laughs) So I, I learned that from this match, that nunchucks means sledgehammer in Japanese. Well, this, so Thanks, far... Shabani. So far, this is the holy grail of commentary for the month, because also, Bolna is the only woman who can wear Abe Lincoln's hat. And imagine coming home to her when you're late for dinner.
2: <laughs> that was really funny, by the way. Literally, there
1: was, like, all, all levels of just awfulness, from xenophobia to sexism just... Well, I thought, like, the, the saddest part of this whole match was these two have had amazing matches at, I believe it's SummerSlam 94, or Survivor Series 94, Winston London Blaze and Volta Cano. They have a great match. There's a Raw in 1994 where they have an f- amazing match. There's a leg drop off the top to the fucking floor in it. And these two can really go on an amazing level that women's wrestling now has only caught up to. Right. In the States, at least. Uh, you get Dusty saying Sturgis, <laughs> and there's a Sturget. yeah. We we had a lot of laughs. There's a huge pop from Medusa when she comes out on the American-made bike. Uh, also, you get Dusty about 15 times calling them numchucks. chucks. Num-tuck. And then also Bobby Heenan talking about a 200-pound woman is like a 400-pound man. You should know that Tony. I'm one of the most
0: powerful ladies, maybe the most powerful lady ever to wrestle in Japan. What does she weigh? I, I wouldn't dare ask her, would you? Sure. I'd say you asked me to ask her, and I wouldn't ask her. And kind of... 200 pounds, I one, bet. One, two... You know, a 200-pound woman's like a 400-pound man. Yes. You would know that. H- how do you figure that? How do you figure that? Well, I just figure it that way. Well, in, in, in their competition, not like a 400-pound man in regular, you know, walking down the street, but like a 400-pound man in... The, well, to the I can't believe uh, it. I'm being an interpreter between Bobby Hughes and Dusty Rhodes. To the layman's eyes out there, Bull Nakana is ragtagging
1: Medusa whether she's
0: 200 pounds
1: or five Right. <laughs> that made no sense. That was the most awkward little bit. They were just... they. He said the statement and then neither person on either side of him knew what to say with that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean... Well, basically, they're calling uh, Lois Shivani
2: fat. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things it could have meant. It's just not anything that we would have known as viewers at home.
1: It, it, just, it was so awkward. I mean, I get it now because I listen to uh, what happened when. <laughs> but uh, the, it ends with uh, the, you know, the double down false three count where there's a German suplex. Uh, you get Medusa's shoulders down the mat. And then she raises her shoulder before the three. Nakano doesn't do it. So even though she's in the offensive position, she gets pinned. I did appreciate when uh, uh, Medusa was punching Okano like eight times in the snatch. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, go down, go down, go down, like over and over. And like was just like, I have like a chastity belt on basically. Just like nothing can take me down. It was just (laughs) beautiful. Bonacana is one of my three favorite female wrestlers ever. I I truly think she's incredible. Also, what the fuck was Ono wearing? I don't. You can't I'm, judge him anymore. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what Cassius's dad had on. <laughs> so dumb. It was like he had a he had like a bomber on, but like he like turned it inside Jumping out. Jumping Bomb Angels. It was weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't get. I don't. Get. Zeke, I'm still
2: trying to figure out how this match ended. I don't have time to figure out his fucking outfit.
1: Well, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) I'm not here to provide commentary on the match. (laughs) This is what's happening around the
2: match. Gotcha.
1: After Medusa wins the match, uh, Ono grabs the sledgehammer real quick because they think Nakano won and they go out to smash. But how
2: did the match end? Because Medusa got her shoulder up. But how does that mean she wins?
1: She wasn't pinned, Nakano never got hers up. It's a double down spot. It's the same way why Bret Hart won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. It was a double pin?
2: Yeah. Because exactly. that's not what it looked like to me. That's... They... sorry right. commentary. Oh, well.
1: Even though Roddy Piper had, even on his DVD, Born a Controversy, he says, he's like, I was in an offensive hold, a submission move, or actively pinning someone, does not make me down. I Even if my shoulders are down, because I did the offensive move, I can't be pinned. So, even though Nakano gets the shoulders on the mat, and Medusa gets hers up, she still should... Technically, in you know logical rules of wrestling, because it was her offensive move, not be pinned. No, okay, I gotcha. So I she think, gets
2: up and thinks she won, and Ono grabs a sledgehammer and goes to smash the Harley. I think the problem is, is I was writing down notes at the time, and I looked up and I had only seen that Medusa had kicked out. I didn't see it was double pinned. That was the problem. Yeah, it was a very. Uh, if you weren't, odd match. if yeah, if you weren't paying one hundred percent attention then it's over. Like, you just don't understand. Yeah. I was paying 90%. I looked away for a second. Well, back then, those pay-per-views were like 40 bucks. So, I mean, you... you you, you, you At the time, you were paying. I feel and like you
1: didn't, And you didn't have cell phones, so it's like... I'm I a, feel like
2: that's generous. They were probably closer to 60.
1: Yeah.
2: But, uh, like... All right. Yeah, well, I never uh, bought a pay-per-view until I was old enough to buy them myself. So, I get it. Oh, oh no, it, know it, it takes... the first
1: pay-per-view that I, uh, that I ever bought? I convinced my mom to buy... The entire weekend of the Woodstock '96. Oh yeah! Was it the one that ended in fire, or the one? No, that ended not in... the not the shitty one in two thousand. '99 the one before that. 90, the really the one that was pretty good. '94. four. Ninety was it '94? '94, because it, it would have been the the 25th and the 30th. Yeah, I convinced my mom to buy that for me. That was the Green Day of getting mud from it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, was it? I think 99, too. I think I got my mom to buy 99, too. And I remember, like, she walked in right when, like, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, had his base over his head and just his dick hanging out, like, f- flopping in the wind. She's like, what the fuck? Never again. Stuff? Never again. Yeah, I think... And, I, yeah, th- she never had to because yeah. that... Somebody that I knew t- had a black
2: box <laughs> in, like, 97, 98, so I caught a couple Woodstocks. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I, I know what you are talking about, yeah. Anyway. Well, I thought when they went to smash the bikes, the <laughs> The funniest, Side note. <laughs> the funniest
1: part of the whole thing was when Ono goes to smash the Harley obviously it's a rental because he hits the padded seat and then Medusa rustles it away and smashes the Honda and Nakano does pretty much nothing to stop her and how tall is Medusa? 6 feet? 6 feet No, no I think she's about 5'8 really? Yeah. really? She's above average for a female height and Nakano, which she, Nakano was about like I think she's like five ten, close to two hundred pounds at her wrestling weight. She lost a lot of weight after she retired. She wrestled at the biggest wrestling event in the history of the world and in South Korea in front of two hundred thousand people when Ric Flair and Tony Antonio Inoki wrestled the only time ever. It's the biggest wrestling event ever. She was at that, and then after she retired, she lost I think it was like sixty pounds. And then when she had her sort of like. Not necessarily reunion but like a career celebration like five-year retirement 10-year retirement she put 80 pounds on to look like herself oh. and I, she she became like a semi-pro golfer that's interesting you know i also lost 15 pounds and i don't look like the fucking steiner brothers you assholes she's 5'10 you have short arms and legs i don't uh, uh,
0: steinerized. Uh,
1: You go to the bathroom. Fuck you both. My favorite part between uh, the Medusa and <laughs> Bonicano match to the next match was the signers pretend to drive computers like cars.
0: What are they doing? They're not air doing? traffic controllers! But you can take game. They're having a good time right now.
1: Of yeah, they course they are. Him, Their heads on
0: backwards. So no you, sir, the official game. online service of World Championship
2: Wrestling. You know what he's playing? He's playing one of them games. <laughs> I remember we were watching this together. I was like, "What the fuck it's is Dusty happening right says, now?" He, I
1: know what he's doing. What's he doing?
2: He's playing one of those games. <laughs> Very yeah, good.
1: I remember I was like, "Randy, what, what is going on right now, and why?" Dusty, your powers of deduction are unparalleled. Which, the whole thing wraps up on a very funny Heenan line of a, where is Eric Estrada?
2: The whole thing was just obnoxious though because it was literally them pointing the camera at the signers for a solid three and a half to four minutes and all you saw was Rick Stanner just going, Barrr! And then everyone's while, you go. There's also a point where uh, Scott leans
1: over and he says, like, Ooh, she looks good, as if they're looking at porn. They're very clearly looking at
2: anything other than what they're supposed to be in gaming.
1: Although it's 1996, they're probably downloading pictures of Sonny.
2: They're playing Duke Nukem.
1: Oh, she looks pretty great. So we go from jokes about Eric Estrada and chips to Dean Malenko versus Chris Benoit. Which right off the bat, I have a problem with the commentary, where they say, or Heenan specifically says there are over 250,000 people there watching. Mm-hmm. There might be a quarter of a million people at Bike Week. There are not <laughs> 250,000 people watching Hogwild 1996.
2: There is 2,500, maybe?
1: Oh, tops. <laughs>
2: yeah. But yeah. there's no way, yeah. Yeah. On on paper, Malenko versus Benoit, like as a fan now, that's money. On paper, But watched it now. This is the one great
1: most boring match these two have ever had.
2: <laughs> it was not great.
1: I don't understand the. I, okay, my first question is. Was there a stipulation ahead of time about a time limit? Was that a thing that was going on at the time of WCW and wrestling in general? Uh well WCW had like a lot of old school stuff where like you could get disqualified for throwing a guy over the top rope. Okay. And stuff like that. But uh they didn't really push time limit draws in the same way I mean they had before. Like it was a it was a big thing in older school wrestling. Whereas, I just if you don't want to have either guy get pinned or take a loss, I was just was watching this. I was just like, "What? What? Where did the time limit come from?" I
2: was also confused.
1: But it's also like, who wanted more yeah. of this? This has to be the most near falls in a match ever. Mm-hmm. And the the amount of times that Heenan says, "Like, oh, he's got him. No, nah, he doesn't." Like it's he has to be doing. A serious rib on how Vince McMahon commentated all matches as an announcer. There's One, no way to... two, and he
2: got him. No, he... yeah, he did say he got him like thirty-six times. He, in, was, like, he was twenty absolutely
1: minutes. Like trolling everyone. I, mean, I can't. I can't believe that he was absolutely serious with like, oh, he got him. He got him. Like it, it, he was. He was doing a bit. Well, I, I, this is. Yeah probably the point in the pay-per-view where it starts to become pretty clear that he might be drunk yeah and then you also, like, you get Dusty talking about his horseman age issues. Dream, you talked about the horsemen of the 90s.
0: And uh, I don't want to make everyone feel real old, but we're three and a half years away from the new century, dawning, And this is really the new wrestlers of the new century in World Championship Wrestling right here. Yeah, but it still is nice. like when I'm going to have a birthday, you know. My wife always say, well, you that old. The minute that I get that old, the
1: next day, well, you're going to be this old next year, that ain't right. It's, st- it's still, I understand what you're saying. But in the 90s right now, I'm like, oh, Dusty has age issues. <laughs>
2: i have to say all of it was really funny and i don't think it intended to be yeah
1: well the funniest part of the whole thing is uh there's a a, a fat fan who turns to the camera and goes look quick and then Heenan makes fun of him for having an eagle on his shirt riding a motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> and in that squared circle as a professional
0: yeah, look quick because we've got Harleys, we've got motorcycles everywhere. Look right here, at, honey. Right I at, got a beard and an eagle on my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, good, good dream. He <laughs> had a yuck on that. Because you know we are at Sturgis. Yeah. And then you get there's a approximately a nine minute conversation about the sea of heads. And look at the sea of heads. Look what? at the sea of
0: bodies. Sea of heads. Everybody loves. Look at the W-C-W. Sea of heads. Don't you see that? I see, yes, I see all of it. Look heads. at the sea of heads. Yeah, that's a new Don't you see that? Rolls oh, Man, oh, oh. sea of heads. And right to the ring, there it goes. It turns him over. One, Sit back. Two, One, two, three. he escaped! He got it. He got out of that oh, one he incredibly. Get Speaking of sea of heads, surfs up, brother. <laughs> there he is right there. Hang ten. Look at him. Oh, would you stop it? They them. are from everywhere. They are from Canada, they are from the East Coast, the West Coast, obviously, very close to that here. Over <laughs> forward roll, one, two. Benoit kicks out in that one. It's like wrestling a wheelbarrow. How about it? Neither man giving up. Neither man keeping down. All the, the, all the eyes of the Sea of heads are looking at that ring, watching never move. But this thing could be over just within a second. It may take one man just to knock the other one out. I remember that.
1: That goes on forever. The first, uh, the when first of heads. Yeah. Yep. See your heads. See your heads. See your heads. I will say this about the WCW at this time. They are nothing if not repetitive.
2: <laughs> they Much like the product now.
1: They what? love to repeat. Even with the GAMS that comes up every time Woman's out there.
2: Oh, and yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Ugh. And then, I mean, in this match, Benoit does the top rope superplex that would later break his neck. And yeah. he holds his neck the same way because he lands equally as bad. Yeah. But they they go into two five minute overtimes, and the crowd is dead for the entire. Minute. They literally don't give a shit. No one cares at all. But and, don't don't tell that to uh you know the commentary team because they're trying to sell it as yeah, an instant the classic. Exactly, they're saying, oh, everybody wants a winner on this one. Everybody wants a winner. Da, da, da. Like everyone wants this match to be over. Well, the, on paper, again, it looks great, but before they go into the second five minute overtime, you get the crowd booing. <laughs> Because they're literally like, no. (laughs) No more. Yeah,
2: they just don't care. And then it ends up
1: finishing with, uh, in the second five minute overtime, uh, Malenko locks in the STF, or the Cloverleaf, which turns into an STF. Woman scratches his eyes, he gets rolled up for a win, and everyone says, it is a travesty that that's how this ends. Oh, I have a few things about this match, I forgot. Um, There's a lot of uh, reach down talk. And no, reach, you reach, around, reach, you know, no one, no one knows how to reach around, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, and also I want, I want our three followers to go back and watch this. And Randy, I want to, I timestamp, I timestamp this for you at the 59 minute mark, I swear to God, I saw the ref lift Benoit's elbow up, or shoulder up. I s- swear to God. 59 minute mark, go back, Hogwild, 1996, check it out. I I don't think it's the first pinfall. I think it's before they did the overtime, but I'm pretty sure. I, I I swear to God, I saw the ref try to lift his arm up before the count of three. But I swear to God, I saw it. And if I'm wrong, Ali Crow. But I want people to go and watch this. It's at the 59 minute mark. The ref tries to, in the middle of a, of a pinfall, lifts a shoulder up. Well, it wasn't. Was it wasn't when they do like the the hand sweep to make sure? I literally
2: just out. watched it. It's exactly what happens. <laughs>
1: Am I right? Am I right? It's not like a hand sweep. No, I'm talking. I'm talking. He's he's there already. The ref is there. Right here, right here, ready? Hold on, pause, pause for dramatic effect here, podcast. We're watching this. Yeah, we're we're watching oh, this live right now. Of course it's <laughs> Nick Patrick, too. All
2: right, here is, ready? Bam. One, One two. two. Oh, he, <laughs> it's, he yeah,
1: it's Malenko, yeah. <laughs> he, and Malenko, yeah, he's trying to lift the.
2: <laughs> oh man, I'm glad I had that readily available.
1: <laughs> I, I watched it, I was like, the fuck? Yeah, you see, he slaps his wrist, yeah.
2: No, no, but he slaps his wrist with his left hand, and then slid his arm underneath with his right hand to slap his shoulder.
1: <laughs> I'm proud of myself for catching that. Yeah, up. that was actually, <laughs> wow. I mean, it's inconceivable that these guys could have a match this boring with how good the two of them are. Yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, and then when it ends, you just get Keenan starting to sound more drunk, and more jokes about every time someone revs a bike, is Shivani farting? Yeah. It literally, it, I thought I mean, it was funny. <laughs> It, for all intents Was and that purposes, him? that's a dream match right there. You've got two, like wrestlers who are just unbelievable, and they're in their prime. And and this, it's, yeah, it's, this it's is so boring any neck injury, Benoit. Yeah, and all, I mean he he does do the uh, brain of an eighty year old headbutt in it, but it's before either of them are deteriorated at all. Like this is. Probably late peak Dean Malenko. Even, I mean, in 2000 in WWE, he has fantastic matches. Like, if you haven't seen Backlash 2000 with him and Scotty Tuhati, where the finish is a top rope DDT I actually on Scotty Tuhati, too it's insanity. I have actually seen that match. That's a good match. So, uh, like, it's... Uh, maybe it's just the location they picked, that the crowd doesn't give a shit, because I can see this being, a, like, a Starcade or something, where it's a more hardcore, their fan base crowd, and it being incredible. Yeah. I just, I, I remember watching that and like really wanting to love this match. And then just, I, I, I was like, I don't like, I have. You, I, you've I was, never wanted a match with two great wrestlers to end more. Yeah. And, and just watching like how boring it was. And then the ref trying to like, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. <laughs> like, trying to like, I know the <laughs> mat is hot and burning your back. <laughs> like, oh man. All right. Well, so, let's, let's move on. That's followed up by the Steiner Brothers versus the Harlem Heat, which... Oh, God. This, to me, is one of... Systemic racism personified. One of the most upsetting things I've ever seen in wrestling. Because the crowd has been dead, noticeably, for about an hour. And then two black guys come out to a vaguely hip-hop entrance theme
2: with a white woman manager and lose their fucking mind real quick i wanted to get some other people's opinions on this so i went onto a website and right off the bat it says the white the white supremacist bikers get on the african americans cases right away but white supremacists is crossed out because like clearly it's a bit but come on like that's exactly what this is when we watch this they show a motorcycle
1: that has an iron cross on the seat
2: yeah
1: during harlem heat's entrance yeah awful it's um, insanity. And then while all this is going on, you get jokes about uh, Tony and Dusty talking about how Bobby Heenan is a hot air balloon while they show a hot air balloon yeah, in the sky. I
0: got a hot air balloon sitting next to me right
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just get Heenan going, huh, what, me? Because he's obviously <laughs> fucking starting to be shit-faced at this point. Oh, yeah. Too they're, funny. they're clearly just, like, feeding him beer. I mean, like, my first thought when I started to watch this, and, like, Harlem Heat's, like, to their credit, they were insane pros about the whole thing. Yes. And after watching this, I listened to Booker T interviews where he says, he's like, it was a great venue to get heat and all this other stuff. He goes, but me and my brother, before we went out, like I he, Booker T, he's like, I was shook. My brother told me this was going to be rough because yeah. my brother's more worldly than me. And he goes, but I was literally shook when I was out there. And there's a point where you can see Sherry saying to Booker T, it's gonna be all right, doesn't matter. And Stevie's fine because he's like, whatever. I've held down or had prejudices held against me for a good chunk of my life. Yeah. And visibly, Booker T is shook at certain points. Yeah. yeah. And because the entire crowd is basically Leonardo DiCaprio from Django. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Candy? <laughs> Candy? Life? I have a question. Yes. Uh, what is Stevie up to these days? Because he's, he's awesome. He hosts one of the funniest wrestling podcasts. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And he buries, if he doesn't, he's not, like, I love Bruce Pritchard's podcast. But he definitely holds like a line. He doesn't want to bear anyone. Out of like Stevie Ray would just go, like, "Yeah, Goldberg sucked." Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "I fucking love this guy." <laughs> but uh, yeah, like he is at this point. Booker T is amazing in the ring. I think yeah. his character and performance is lacking, and I think Stevie Ray is better than him at this point in their. Oh yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, that that's vis- I mean even just uh, again as a as as someone you know. Not well versed in this in this era, you can clearly see that. Like Steve Gray is, is, is amazing. He has character and presence for days because yeah. of his size and he, just the way he carries himself so confidently. I i i and that's why I asked the question. Like I, I like I knew Harlem Heat was a big deal for you know like a little bit like a court like you know five years ten years or something like that. Like they were they were hot shit. mean they, they were awesome, but like I, you don't hear about. I haven't heard about CB Ray in a long time. I don't oh, know what Ber- he's doing. I know yeah. T's obviously floating in and out. Yeah. Like Burger Ber- T. Know. I, even though he was like a world heavyweight championship, like, uh, he never got what he was due. Cause like, if you watch, like, I never realized until we've gone back how good he was in this era. Yeah. Like he does a spinnerooniness. Like he misses an elbow drop. I think it's like Scott or Rick moves out of the way. And while they're trying to get up because they're hurt, he's spinning when he's up, immediately into the sidekick.
2: And he looks like a fucking superstar. I do remember, like, being younger. Obviously not in this point in time, but, like, give it another six, seven months. Uh, I, when I was younger, I loved watching Harlem Heat. Like, they were great. Yeah. I, I had I always enjoyed them. It's so good.
1: I've always loved His wingspan wing. is phenomenal. But he, like, when he throws those kicks with how long his legs are... They look murderous. Yeah. They, it's a believable, like a lot of guys have used an axe kick for a finish. Booker T's is the only one that's believable. <laughs> yeah. Even his crescent kick, like when he does that jumping side kick and stuff, it looks like it knocks a guy the fuck out. Yeah. And then in this match, like he's bumping all over the place. He does that, the spin And it's one of the, like, I swear to God, he goes around four times. <laughs> his feet. Yeah. And then, to, during a great match between two great tag teams, by the end of it, the crowd's reaction to them getting the win really brings it all back <laughs> to <laughs> being super upsetting because the amount of trash thrown at the ring because they had a white woman help them and the out interference. Well, there's also an Asian man that helped them, too. Well, uh, there's Robert Fuller and all that stuff, but, like... He threw, all, the, he threw the cocaine... Well, he smashed... Uh, Robert Fuller smashes the shit out of Scott Steiner. Alexa, stop. Nobody asked <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> there was... Um... Our,
1: our, our Alexa literally just turned on and started talking. <laughs> danced, uh-huh. Why dancing in the dark? Was Alexa in the crowd... They didn't like a white woman with two black men. Yeah, that was
2: actually really fucked up. Um, Our Alexa just turned on "Dancing in the Dark" by Bruce Springsteen. Wow. All right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a point in which uh, Rick Steiner actually kicked uh, Sister Sherry, and the crowd fucking went nuts. He also for it. tells
1: her to shut up, bitch. And one, two, oh, no. he got him. Shut up, no, bitch. he didn't. Oh my goodness, she needs to fall
0: off that apron or something.
2: Oh. and the fucking place erupted over yeah. it
1: also did, Unreal. A, also did a middle finger right in the middle of the camera like he, like Scott Sander gives no fucks yeah it is at this point where I turned on the entire concept as much as I love visually how it looks of outdoor wrestling and you know different venues just to change up the way you can look at wrestling I really soured on the entire idea of where they held this event and the crowd they decided to put it in front of. And it really made me kinda hate the whole thing. Yeah, I mean I, I, I think it there was there was some level that was like really cool about this. Like the promo of them like starting at the Mall of America and like all you know, the the ma- the majority of the locker room like riding their bikes down, like however probably fake that was. Having a crush down homoerotic bike ride. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like I was like
1: I was like all right this is this is kind of cool again I mean I I I I've never actually been to a bike week but I've I've always thought that they're kind of cool Um yeah. but the underlying things and like the shit that progressed after that with Harlem Heat and like just everything every time there was somebody who wasn't of a pale pigment it was just uh, it, it, like, they didn't go after Ice Train like this. Because Ice Cream was supposed to lose. Well, I mean, it, maybe it's because he was injured, but, like, they lo- Like they were dead for so long. And then the second Harlan Heat comes out, before the match starts, there were guys in the front row, like, fuck it, I'll fight you. And, yeah,
2: it was. This was the hottest the crowd had been was, all night so far. It yeah, was really uncomfortable. And it was and not it was, a good, it, in not a good way.
1: It was not good optics, no, not at all. And the trash being thrown at the end, it was just like, it was, yeah. Uncom- did, uncomfortable. Th- did they do this <laughs> again? Did they do another Hogwild again? Hey, I, I think there's two more. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. They should have...
1: Yeah. HR should have looked at this. I think event. there
2: was... A, I, I mean, I know for a fact it was at least a 97 because I remember watching it as a kid. But it is like the, when they put these events on,
1: no one paid. It was a free show. This was at a loss for the company. So, like, what, uh, I think it's like... Poor Nash.
2: Harlem Heat.
1: Like, Nash and everyone always, has always said that like the whole thing was a cover for... Uh, bischoff that to, to feel big and like oh these big muscle guys were like riding on harleys and shit because like, yeah, i mean if you've, if you've seen his dvd that wwe put out like he's just out in wyoming riding his motorcycle and shit yeah but bischoff small karate guy who's fought his whole life like everyone's always said that like this was his big like oh, i don't have a small penis or whatever sort of deal <laughs> like it's this big overcompensation of look how dominant I am. Drives
2: an (laughs) F-350. Parks in two parking spots.
1: (laughs) No, we get a ride montage where you get uh, the signers and the previous, you mentioned, DVP, smoking a cigar, (laughs) going 80 miles an hour down the highway Mm -hmm. on a motorcycle, which is not how a cigar works
2: it would be blown out. I can't even imagine like chewing gum on a bike ride like that and uh-huh. he's fucking smoking a cigar. But also,
1: they break <laughs> kayfabe in it because his wife is on the back of the seat but she's also supposed to be the booty baby. Yeah.
2: Yep. So I, 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 did, I did notice like, that, yeah. Not
1: well thought out there. And then we go into uh, my second favorite match of the night which is Eddie Guerrero versus Flair. Yeah. I thought they had like the characters of a white meat baby face Eddie Guerrero versus how dirty and shitty she I have a thought on this one uh, right over the gate. The uh, WCW not only uh, is one for repetition, but they love to talk about how great the WCW is. not unlike every the comment. tweets, the tweets of Donald Trump. When you keep <laughs> saying, everything is great. Only on WCW. You find, like, Eddie Gross literally walking out like, here we go, right now. Only on WCW. Like, he has no fucking reason to talk like that. And every fucking person is like, WCW. And I get it. They're trying to play up the whole thing that there's a takeover. And then it's just like, this was going on before that as well. And it's like, uh, at one point, you have to kind of question, like, are you really that great? Well, yeah. wrestling has an inherent inferiority. Component. You don't see that in the WWE right now. Yes, you do. Do you? Mm. You do of like this. like uh, You know,
2: Zeke, you could find this out if you watch on the network for
1: $9.99. I watched the network. Do
2: you? You would know then. Do you see <laughs> fucking Roman
1: Reigns come out and be like, only on WWE. Like, like, you don't see that shit. Even John Cena is like... But you do get Michael Cole saying, unless you do it here, it doesn't matter. Well, you would know
2: that if you were a true member of the WWE universe.
1: Oh, fuck you. (laughs) um, It's... Look, it's there. But also, they can't call it wrestling. They have to call it sports entertainment.
2: They don't even say world wrestling entertainment anymore. It's just WWE.
1: If you look like... the, The stuff that comes out of all the wrestlers and all the commentary, it's over and over and over. Like, we are great. We are great. WCW, WC, we are great. This is, you only find this here, you only find this here, you only find this. It's so self-grandizing. It's like, are you really that great? And you well, don't also, see that anymore. You can make you the don't don't same argument that. for WWE today. They have the deepest roster in the history of their company. But they can't let – no one can call themselves a wrestler. They have to say they're superstars because it sounds more impressive. That's not my uh, point, though. That's not what
2: I'm saying. Except on Raw 25, um, uh, Revival. Revival called themselves wrestlers. And they've been buried since.
1: Actual confidence is quiet, and wrestling in its genre has an inherent inferiority. complex. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Over and over and over again, these guys are saying every time someone comes out to the ring – Right here, only on WCW. He's one of the it's best like, athletes in the world. and But, like, it's just, it, they they have to say no, yeah, I got these you. catchphrases, WCW, uh, what it's on TNT at this point, right? TNT. It's it's d- a lot d- of you know, TNT da, 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 da. like, over and over and over again. It's just, and again, that's why, again, I can't help but bring up, you know.
2: It's branding. That's all it is. But it's, like, so. But that's what it is. It's, it's just so. Buzzwords and branding. Wrestling is always oh, trying
1: on. to almost apologize before you find anything wrong with it. I get that. Look, but like, it's it's. They should just be like, fine. It's it's. It, you don't see punk bands being like, I'm sorry, our songs don't have a great melody. Like, if you like it, you like. There's, that song, but that's not my point. It's just like, what does Eddie Guerrero have to gain by just coming out and being like, right here, only on WCW, and every other wrestler before him, would be like, right here, only on WC? It's just like, okay, this is where the big boys play. This is where I'm the big boys eight. play. <laughs> like, we get it. We get it.
2: Pay attention to the adjective. We're
1: not watching an, uh, a a WWF at this point, Matt. We're watching a WWF, WCW. Like you do I get Flair start. coming out and then saying uh, his penis is 120 or 1,200 cc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I got done something to ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Flair. There's this company, uh, you know, band, brand, uh, you know, grandstanding, and then there's, you know, there's Flair having enough confidence for the entire locker room. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, I mean he comes out on fire he's all over the place bumping mm-hmm. for Eddie uh, you get all of the best stuff of Flair at this time with the eye pokes and the low blows and just even the the flare flop after chop in the corner. I thought like the characters of the two of these guys worked really well and then even Eddie doing the eye pokes and stuff back you get like early on glimpses
2: of like cheat steel Eddie yeah, yeah. so it, it works really well well what's also really uh, really funny to point out is this is when you very notably see that Heenan has been drinking for a while because he gets real bad during this uh, match.
1: Dusty, yeah. how did how did you prepare for uh, fighting Ric Flair? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's real bad in this match. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, he does just randomly out of nowhere pull like a. I I have a hard time telling if this is racist. But he goes, uh, it's Flair kicks Guerrero right in the balls. And it's right after Dusty goes, well, that chopped hurt.
0: Got a thumb and eye, but I don't think that really hurt him that bad. That hurt him that bad. Real bad. That rang his bell. Right down went, there by the yams. He won't be able to ride a Harley out of here. The last time I saw Eddie Guerrero grab his stomach and drop like that was after a bowl with his mom's chili. <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't oh, know I'll what tell you what. Him. Him. Well, that one hurt and then he falls down and holds his stomach and his I thought it was really funny and then you get Heenan going the last time we saw Eddie fall on the ground holding his stomach like that was
2: after a bowl of his mother's chili
1: yeah ah,
2: that's a gray area but it's really funny <laughs> yeah
1: that's pretty funny also, the number one moment where you're like Heenan's fucked up is there's a chop in the corner from Flair and Heenan literally has an orgasm
2: he was like what was it <laughs> <that? laughs> Flair oh while he Randy and I were doing that for like five minutes straight after it happened. But like, at that point, we weren't watching the match anymore. We were just making the noise.
1: And then on top of that, you have Heenan slurring all over the place, kind of losing his train of thought. And then Flair decides it's time for the ass spot. And he gets his ass pulled out on a sunset flip and stumbles around for a while. And you're like, this man loves showing his
2: thumb. He loves it. Yeah, much like uh, what, Triple H during his DX days? Was, yeah, it was sh- much like that Shawn Michaels did it a Shawn, lot yeah Shawn did that a lot in the latter
1: match his ass is out for like a full two minutes at Wrestlemania 10 he does an elbow drop with his ass exposed I mean if you got it flaunt it that's all I said
2: <laughs> Ric Flair does not got it
1: yeah. <laughs> Flair has looked like fucking pounds of baloney in wet plastic <laughs> grocery bags left
2: out in the sun for like four days it's
1: like a bag of wet clothes <laughs>
2: Sorry, Ric Flair.
1: His chest looks like <laughs> it looks like the wings off a of stingray.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: But eventually, Eddie gets pinned in the figure four.
2: After yeah, I did not like that. To the
1: pain, which kind, of, it was kind of a dud spot because they say Eddie he hurts his knee after a frog splash, and they say he finally got off his game plan, and that's finally what cost him. But for the character work, probably one of the top most enjoyable matches. Yeah. It's, it's like this Rey in Ultima. Right. It was, yeah,
2: it was still fun no matter what. Uh, just the ending was like like lackluster.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it could have been better. Then we get the giant talking about how Hogan hurt him as a kid, which is weird because, I mean, less than a year and a half earlier, he was trying to murder the guy. How did he hurt him as a kid? Did He, like- he was a big fan. He's like, you he turned your back on me. I was before everyone else. I saw who you were when I
2: was in the Dungeon of Doom and shit. So did like the li- did he say he hurt me as a kid? Yeah, I think like on the on the inside like that yeah. doesn't make sense. He's like, like I believe he, he hurt his like, childhood. I think that's what he was going for. You lied for. Uh, to
1: all the kids, and I was a fan of you. And basically, he's a wounded seven foot two fucking ten year old. Nah, I get that, but like if you say like he hurt me as a kid, like you're talking about some like past shit. Like what what, what did he do to you as a child? Well, I mean, he touched him. I'm pretty sure. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I was gonna try and make a joke about boss man.
2: Um, it was then, like he even says either, it was like a year and a half after like the whole funeral thing. No, it was five, five or six years before. Oh, it was before. But for the fucking
1: thousandth time in two months, Hulk Hogan, I know where you can stick it. Does everyone in WCW want to fuck each other? Yeah, I think so. Like there is an underground like homoeroticism to this. Where you saw the biker package. Do whatever somewhere. you want to do. Yeah, but like nothing wrong with any of it. Don't be like I mean. Just, don't advertise it. Guys, just
2: be out. Leave me- it. Mean,
1: no, <laughs> advertise it if you want to advertise.
2: Live it. your truth. <laughs> don't. All right, sorry. Don't hide it. Don't run from it.
1: Yeah, don't run from it. Yeah. Listen, we've talked about prostate milking. <laughs> oh yeah, we have. <laughs> Still a huge fan. Nothing's changed since the last podcast. <laughs> All right. So Jesus After that promo, we get- I had a long conversation with with uh, my wife April, who's in the other room about this and. She was not not against it.
2: (laughs) She can hear us, for the record.
1: Oh, I know she can. (laughs) This podcast just became them working on their issues. (laughs) I mean, if I get my hands on, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, bumps and, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, cheap vodka, you never know what could happen.
2: (laughs) It's fair game.
1: And I think that's a pretty pretty good Saturday. You know what? This podcast is a lot like Australia. We're a go-ahead culture. Yeah.
2: Just don't tell Zeke that he looks like Rick Steiner.
1: Because I don't.
2: (laughs) All right. Anyway, moving on. Randy.
1: So we get (laughs) our co-main event is the Outsiders versus Lex and Sting. Yeah. Outsiders come out looking cool as shit. Kevin Nash is on fire since he's come to WCW. He's out, outside of his historical references that are questionable. He's in the Hall of Fame now, right? Yes. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch. But he gets to go in as Kevin Nash because he never had drug abuse. Scott Hall has to go in as Razor Ramon, right? Which, I, don't know. I mean, you're just perpetuating at that point that it's not culturally okay to be predisposed to certain addictions, which fucking dumb. This fucking company. Yeah, <laughs> moolah. But you get Nash spitting on Sting. Sting plays a calm, cool. They're like, stay relaxed. Bobby drunkenly loses his train of thought. Just says, 100 percent." And then for about that long. Hundred percent. <laughs> He'll just
0: yeah. Sting's doing the right thing. Oh, he yeah. just walk around, settle you down,
1: know. and return. Five... Oh, Sting oh, slams easy. Nash in a it, visually a very impressive spot. It looked great. And uh, for about the 30th time, you get Heenan going, no one has left. They've been here since 6.05, as they show people leaving. He's in a bad place over there. And there's not one person that has left here since
0: 6 o'clock this evening. They are standing, they are looking, they are enjoying (laughs) exactly what they're seeing here at WCW. You know
1: why? Yes, I do. Because We are number one. Yeah, they did that a lot and it didn't make a whole lot of sense giving that We're essentially at a convention people, Yeah, people are gonna they're just walking by all the time. they're just walking by all the time but from the get like from the first 20 minutes you hear Heenan like no one's left or No one's left. No one's left sat down. No one's sat down. No one's left like People are going to leave, like, there's a lot of STDs and coke to do at Sturgis. <laughs> like, let's, like, let's be real here. Let's I just, like
2: how you put coke and STDs on the same level. Like, listen, they're actively seeking out the STDs.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is kind of what it is. It's, it's Sturgis 96. Listen, there there are negative college degrees in this crowd tonight.
2: We didn't know how it affected us back then. <laughs> uh, oh like I said, God.
1: there's a lot of shaved punani and saggy tits to be, uh, uh, you know, groped. And I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> this is a completely unwoke era of culture. Right. You've always, also, like, you you had it, grannies who were like, let me go get my fucking tits tattooed. True. And I'm going to go and try to, you know, bang any, you know, young hog that I can. I don't know. But also <laughs> half of the crowd... Looked, I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I can only imagine. Half of the crowd uh, has like mullets and with the way they've reacted to various cultures of people out there and just the base level of almost bloodlust towards violence and, oh, like, on some levels you can see guys almost getting sexually aroused from, like, the women hitting each other. Yeah. Like, the amount of homozygocytic people out there which is the number one uh, genetic disorder caused by inbreeding is off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. You've got a lot of leather and saddlebags and then the actual leather that these people I, I messed up that joke. I was trying to I was trying to say like the saddlebags were their wives. Yeah, you know, just go back. You just you didn't just edit that part out. Nope. <laughs> uh, but like there's a lot of people with leathery skin wearing leather and just being drunk and hateful. Hateful.
2: I mean we did just have Ric Flair there, so we know all about leather skin.
1: Yeah. it's just okay do we want to say this entire concept of having this pay-per-view with Sturgis should be on trial
2: oh yeah we have a couple of them so yeah I think
1: like should they have ever gone back after this experiment because they go back I think two more times it's it's you know Jay Leno wrestles next year at Look, this event.
2: Look, I I I'm out, I quit. There's I a lot of that. things
1: about this that I did actually like. I know we've been shitting on, you know, visually it's nice to at something different. Yeah. Especially but, as a and I know we've been town. shitting on bike week, but you know, we can because we're all from New Hampshire. So like fuck it. <laughs> we're but right, also we right. can shit on culture twenty years ago. Yeah, we can shit on culture twenty years ago. Um especially culture that doesn't seem to have changed one bit in, in the twenty years. Um uh, but It is cool to look at the the promos and the and the the cutaways that they did are pretty cool, but you can't look at them and not say that there's not clear sexism, racism, xenophobia. Xenophobia. It's all there.
2: Yeah, there's a lot going on.
1: And you know, uh, you know, no one else will. You know, there's we'll we'll just say what it is. Like some blatant, you know. Uh, not racism. Yes, racism, but there's some, you know, homoerotic. Uh, cover ups. Cover ups. Yeah, thank you. So it's just, it's just, it's all there. It's I, just. You have to question the logic of the company being like, we're papering pretty much the entire house. We're putting this on at a net loss. We're on some level making the entire business look shitty and low rent. Yeah. By being in this environment. Uh, it's putting a good chunk of our talent under an immense stress and through their own personal issues of even uh, Booker T said uh, they were ready to fight the whole crowd and stuff that night and we were probably the only black guys for miles around like that can't be a comfortable situation no. like why do it again Yeah, it can be a failed experiment and fine like you wanted to try something but when it proved it did nothing for your company why do it again
2: Especially when it's a free show, you you, you literally no have money. You have nothing to gain. Like yeah. Financially, you have nothing Fine, to gain. Fine, you probably got a few viewers,
1: but how many times do you run North Dakota when you're a southern based wrestling company? Heenan says he doesn't care who <laughs> wins. And then immediately
2: when they call him on
1: no, it, I would agree with that. Uh, this is tremendous. Forearm shot to the jaw.
0: I don't care who wins.
2: I uh, care. Uh, what wait, wait, whoa, 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 What did you just say? What, what did you What just did say? you just say? Well, I mean, I
0: hope the WCW wins, but I, I mean, I didn't mean to say that. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, mean uh, you're you're close to I mean, there's so be much action. Yeah, I'm not I I'm not a, a, a you better watch
1: yourself then forget it like you said trust me drunkenly and trying to like play up his lifelong heel sort of persona yeah yep. there are cheers for hall uh sting falls in Nash's groin you know the big headbutt uh and knocks down and then Shivani's like oh i love yeah. that yeah the flare flop into the nuts yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet i bet he does love that and then another great foreshadowing thing which you know this goes all the way ahead to Starcade 97 is you have Screwy Patrick uh, gets poked in the eyes loosely and falls into Luger's knee while he's trying to torture rack. Uh, I believe it's Hall, and then he gets yeah. rolled up for a fast count, and the NWO wins. So they're kind of they were talking about two weeks earlier on Nitro that there's a fourth man, so now they're trying to say is the fourth man a referee? Is the fourth man someone else? round here. They're, they've accused the booty man of all that. Who was the fourth man? They, it's unclear at the end of this. They, well, we'll figure out the next match, they make allusions to someone being it, and then he gets the shit kicked out of him.
2: It was very implied, especially at the end of this match. But also,
1: it, it, it becomes very clear because of Bischoff not being around at certain points in Nitro and him saying he saw more than anyone else during the attack. <laughs> So, so I will say, going back and watching this, they've done a tremendous job of foreshadowing turns and changes.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, the fourth man, especially at the end of this match, was implied to be Nick Patrick because of the fast count. Um, I mean, that's... I mean, in agreement with Randy, that's another great foreshadowing but, thing. Yeah, like, I
1: didn't, as a kid, didn't pick up on that. Yeah, going never back, would have. A lot more of the early days of this NWO is organized very well. So... After that match, we go to the main event, which main event. we have Michael Buffer out, which you can't hear a fucking thing he says over all the Yeah, bikes. I watched it
2: um, on our way here. Uh, we, Randy and I stopped at a gas station. I went you, to go look at something. Hear. I couldn't hear shit. A damn thing he It says. was awful.
1: But he, he talks about how it's like the 56th Sturges bike rally and all this other stuff. And, uh, so Hogan comes out first, and he has a weird entrance where he's kind of trying to be a face. He's not He's not doing, you know, like the Hogan air guitar and, you know, the heat gathering stuff he would, you know, later come up with that would work fantastically. Is he in black at this point? Yeah. It's This is... His first match as an NWO member. And then the Giant comes out, which I think, in retrospect, him coming out to the Dungeon of Doom thing really kind of damns this whole match because it really enforces its heel versus heel. And even though the Giant represents WCW, you spent almost a year and a half booing this man as he's trying to kill Hulkamani. So the whole match is fucked. And at the start, you get the crowd chanting for Hogan. He's the most famous person in the match. Like At this point, he's done four or five movies. The crowd obviously doesn't follow the product regularly, so they don't know he's turned his back on WCW. He he did a lot of movies, and I, I found it very interesting that uh, even though the commentators hated uh, what Hogan did and were super unmanly. They did not uh, shy away from letting the viewers know when his movies were going to be on. T- <laughs> yes, T- uh, really killing but, the k Yeah, really letting them know like he's super unmanly. Why doesn't he go to Hollywood and do movies like fucking what? I mean, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. <laughs> Mr. Nanny. Also <laughs> look out for Thunder in
2: Paradise. Thunder
1: <laughs> in Paradise on TNT on eight o'clock tomorrow night. Like it's just like come on.
2: <laughs> we know.
1: <laughs> anyway, you're undermining a lot of the great work you've done. Yeah. <laughs> with the greatest heel turn ever. Yeah. But it's a lot of stalling, a lot of Hogan rolling outside, and it's very punch kicky. You know, it's a it's a late '80s match. For all intents and purposes, the Giant's only been in business for like two years at this point, and
2: Hogan isn't he still built or kind of like in kayfabe supposed to be the son of Andre the Giant as well? They,
1: at this point, they've dropped
2: it. They dropped that. Okay
1: he's not talking about his birthright or yeah. you know or you know his right to bear arms or whatever but it's just a, one of the worst main events i've ever seen like it there's nothing happens and then eventually hogan gets the win without outside interference and so he gets the belt yeah and i i don't remember did they spray paint it they did uh, they spray painted it tonight and then that would be recurring theme now they're spray painting people in the back.
2: And, yeah, uh, uh, Beefcake comes out. Yeah, with he a, comes out with
1: a cake. With a cake. Man. He's in NWO colors. I <laughs> we'll call out him To that. get Hogan a, a, a cake because you know they've alluded like the Horsemen had threatened earlier in a Nitro that like you attack one of ours and arm we attack one of yours and they just whoop the Booty Man's dumb ass for like ten minutes. So he comes out now, I, you know he has no like no reason to believe anyone. Anyway. We see just going to look out for him now. He's guilty by association. So why not join him? So they talk about it, have a cake and shit, and then they stomp the booty man, stupid. And then Hogan goes, this is my best friend. What do you think I'm going to do to you, WCW? <laughs> Which is a really great turn at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. And makes the fourth man ambiguous and also makes them seem more dangerous and unpredictable, especially after the attack they've had. Yeah overall terrible main event as far as going farther down the line. Which is so sad because, again, you look at it, like, now, you're like, you know, the Big Show versus Hulk Hogan, like, that's a cool match. It should be good. And they've had decent matches. Yeah. Yeah, this
2: one, dog shit, but they've had good matches. It's it's,
1: They confused everything with the Hogan heel turn. So I think that's, in, in summary, like, I think that's the big... Uh, uh, that's 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 what this is all about. Like this should have been. When they you know look at, they know they have a big money idea. Yeah, that's the question. Like, what went wrong with WCW at this time? Because yes, the NWO is starting to swell, and and that's interesting to watch. But at the same time, when it comes to booking, you've got all this like amazing potential. And it just keeps getting squandered. I mean, that's—I think that's the real question. Like, what, to some what extent, the they, they've done a good job of slow playing it, but it also—they could have done more, other than that one big attack.
2: Yeah. In but,
1: five weeks. But also, like, just even just the the regular matches have been shit. Yeah. That means. Malenko me- and Benoit—that's a fucking dream match that should have been a, a, a five star match. But I mean, compared to any match with the N.W. involved was better technically yeah i mean and also where the fuck is regal where's regal yeah where is regal where was getting the push better security he was getting at the bash what where was the push he was getting at the bash
2: yeah where is regal well i mean W sting doesn't like fairies so he's off the he's off the show <laughs> oh i forgot about that by the way <laughs> I if just only, got if reminded. Only
1: the eye roll was videoed. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, I just got reminded of that as like you were asking about Regal, I was like, oh wait, Sting's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but he really wants to stick it. He does. Everybody in WCW wants to stick it. Has to figure out how to
1: reach around. It's just I think WCW knows they're onto something. The viewership is starting to change. They're getting a little hot. Uh, I don't think they know how to handle it. And they don't know who to change first. And this is kind of like a stall month that has an iconic moment in it with the attack, laying out the guys in the back of WCW and tricking fans into calling. And really uh, presenting it as real. And this is uh, around the same time as the Shawn Michaels in after the concussion, getting beat up in Syracuse, and him passing out and then going dead on TV too. So mm. this is... Late 96 is when... All of mainstream wrestling starts to really flirt with the idea of working the viewer inside of the work of wrestling. And I think it's kind of juxtaposed against the vast majority of WCW doing really boring old school wrestling. That is a very, even at the time I remember thinking WCW was boring. Going back and looking at it now as wrestling has evolved. It's brutal. Mm. It's probably not as bad as I'm looking at it with the eyes I have now. But juxtaposed against the completely cutting edge idea of the NWO, it looks shit. Yeah. And a lot of that gets even whitewashed by WWE, because I think they're retrospectively trying to say they were beaten by a cutting edge company, not we were beaten by this company that had one great idea. And we were putting out some of the best in-ring work with, like, Bulldog and Owen Hart and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and, yeah, uh, Psycho Sid coming back, who's not a great worker, but at the time was very hot. One, two, three, kid for a couple months. Oh, by Spoiler the way, alert. uh, I forgot to wish you guys a happy
2: 316 day. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. Now imagine if he was still there. Were you thinking of that the whole time Randy was talking? Are you lying?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Because like that was so abrupt out of nowhere. I I,
1: I was listening to Randy, but he had reminded us. He had reminded both of us. If I of WWE. Holy shit! No. He'd reminded both of us, Ben asshole, that the last podcast where we were at was the day before or during the same time that. Stone Cold three sixteen had debuted. I know. Week. So, I know, but so it's, now, I didn't, honestly, and we're recording this on March seventeenth, so I just I eighteenth. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. I didn't realize how. Yesterday parallel, was St. Patrick's Day. What happened to the days? These par- these companies are running so parallel time because they have the Shawn Michaels pass out incident and the commentators go dead, and then they have this attack and the commentators go dead. Probably within two months of each other. I don't know the exact time, but I know it's late ninety six. And the, you get the tell me a lie Shawn Michaels thing, and you get all the stuff with them recapping and R. Anderson's neck and tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Close. It's tell me a lie and say that you won't go. That's the actual song. But then you get that, and on top of that, like within a week of each other, you have the two promos. Like these companies are running neck and neck and almost blatantly stealing ideas from each other like I don't know which one of the two of those are first like this is a thing we'll probably cover at the start of the next episode now that I've talked about it for so long but this is kind of when the wrestling industry is like trying to race each other to these ideas that are outside the box and change the business and then you get to this grey area now where everyone's smart and fucking hates everything and doesn't know how to enjoy wrestling anymore it's a pissing contest with a bunch of roided out little dicks who want to stick it (laughs) who want to stick it and need to reach around and dig deep and reach deep and reach around. Uh, I'm I'm only I'm only quoting what I heard. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's quoting on the sticking. The the Hogan thing winning seemed anticlimactic. Like who didn't see Hogan winning that and making them more of a threat? And fucking get off your phone.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to.
1: But who didn't see Hogan winning this as a credible threat to make the
2: NWO seem hotter? I mean, if, if it didn't happen, it would have killed off all momentum in the last three months immediately. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you could have had like a schmazz and no one win. And, 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 and Like a DQ fashion? Yeah. And it would it, have been fine.
1: You could have built like the giant up as an actual face and built to like a more climactic him taking the title in front of a crowd that would have given a shit. Right. So I would say compared to last month, and the Great American Bash, this is. They were up, up, up. This is a bit of a dip overall. Yeah. Yeah. With one high moment of the attack that is now part of wrestling lore. Yes. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I won't disagree. Yeah,
2: right. yeah, it wasn't great.
1: I think we have. Quite a few nitros between now and the next pay per view, which we haven't looked ahead because we're trying not to look ahead and kind of take all this into the moment. I but we, I, I we have I, Halloween Havoc coming up. And I suspect we will brace through them pretty quickly. This is this swell starts to happen.
2: Big Money Vincent coming in.
1: I, I think that's a, a little bit of line, <laughs> which he undercut the Godfather for that job. I know, but
2: I gotta give him a shout out so he can get his fuck money.
1: So, I mean, fingers crossed, everyone, that next month is more enjoyable and that the Nitros have a little bit more taste to them because this entire month was in front of free crowds. And if you...
2: Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: ...are like us and you feel like there's a lot of injustice in this company, speak out. Get at us. Yeah, if you're the type of person who can defend how the crowd acted when Harlan Heat came out, I'd love to punch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: what, do we ha- what do we have next? Halloween Havoc? I, I'm pretty, I, I think it's Halloween Havoc. Havoc it, it should, be good. It should, should be, be good. We're
1: August now. I don't think they have a September pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, no, we should be good. There's yeah. probably a Clash of the Champions.
1: I think there's a Clash of the Champions or something in between. Either yeah. way. Right well, so this has been the two Nitros and the five. The five. Jesus Christ. Uh, this has been the Nitros and... Hog Wild. wild we helps. hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening. And uh, get at us with any sort of uh, you know commentary questions, questions hate, hate. <laughs> uh, if you want to dispute any of the things that we took a strong stance on, uh, Randy would love to punch you. Yep. Uh, tell your friends about us.
2: Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if
1: you have friends who like to be argumentative,
2: even about if it's wrestling, not. Yeah. You, even even if it's not wrestling, like.
1: If you just want to be made fun of by me. If you've listened to one of our podcasts, you know that my main goal is not to appeal to wrestling fans. (laughs) Because I don't. But I do love wrestling. (laughs) The problem is... But I just hate you wrestling fans. I can't disagree with most of Zeke's sentiment. Because (laughs) as Ronda Rousey has come out, and immediately everyone's shit all over her because she's outside of wrestling, learn to enjoy wrestling again. It's entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So the entire kayfabe court... Right. The court idea of it is you're all part of the jury. We want to have yes an argument, not necessarily a debate, we want to have an argument about like why wrestling fans do not enjoy wrestling anymore. Right. And I, as the, the judge of the Cape Cape Court, hate the jury.
2: <laughs> and I will also <laughs> literally argue with any of you about right. anything so- at any time.
1: You know, we're, we're all hopped up on Downey Cider. <laughs> so we're getting, we're getting a little testy, but I stand by everything that I say. Uh, but we love you, and if you are listening, we thank you for that, and we hope that you will spread the word about this. Get at us at Cape uh, Court on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your friends. Leave Let us a five-star a- review saying your favorite five-star match or a match that's not rated five stars. On either Stitcher, Instagram, or anywhere you can find our podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes. We will read it out on the podcast. If it's a a match you think is underrated in five stars, we're totally willing to talk about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: I've already said it, but I'll say it again. But we didn't
2: say it all together. We didn't. I feel left out. We didn't.
1: If you guys have any thoughts on WrestleMania, WCW, ECW, New Japan, Lushan, ROH, TNA, WWE, The Indies there's only one
2: thing left for you guys to Real quick, before we say anything, I just want to say don't subject us to watching TNA. Anyway, so there's one thing left to do and that is yeah. get at us! Oh, I love you all.
1: hate you all at the same time.